gentlemen, Bill Men Speaker of Green Jello. And it is the FCC. <laughs> it is, and I'm amazed they didn't get Paco Bell's cannon in there. It is. Uh, so a, a little bit of departure from the normal introduction of Beard Talk Live. It's the same band, that's Psycho Stick. Uh, but normally we open with the "Obey the Beard" song. But we actually closed the show with that song not too long ago, and it reminded me of how awesome that song was, and. I was like, you know what? I just want to open with that for once because normally the uh, the preamble uh, of Beard Talk Live is fuck the FCC, right? But we all got to say it, right? Fuck, fuck the, the FCC. FCC. That is the preamble <laughs> of Beard Talk Live. And so in the spirit of the preamble, I wanted to open with that song because... Man, that is the most creative use of the word fuck I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I love that the the sort of all the songs that are in in a domain or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. Public domain. Public domain, right? Public domain. And uh, I mean, in the William Tell Overture, you know, the whole thing. It, it's, it's pretty cool. All you know, the different versions of fuckity fuck fuck, fuckity fuck fucking, fuck fucking, fuck fucking. Right? If you're like playing a musical canon of the word fuck, you've done something right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was impressed. I I have great admiration for the band Psycho Stick. If you're not familiar with their work, uh, put that in your favorite search engine and like it. <laughs> Are they currently playing? Or yeah, yeah, they've been they've been around for decades. They man. mentioned Green Jello, and it made me think of that. There's a band called Green Jello, but they're oh you, you oh, wow your memory has gotten had by COVID. Green Jello did a uh, heavy metal rendition of the Three Little Pigs. And yeah. it was a little pig, little Yo, pig, great. let me oh, in, okay. not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Right, and they you got sued. You don't have sued. the soprano for that part. They, no, I don't. Uh, they got sued by like Jello and had to change their band name to Green Jelly. 
green, uh, jelly. Right, uh, green yeah. gelatin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I you know so, but yeah, they're still all like no one when they talk about this band says, "Hey, you know that band Green Jelly?" No, yeah, they go they yeah, they, it, when it's spoken amongst individuals, it's always, it's always Green Jello. It's never Green Jelly. It's just. That's what's printed on the cover now. ConAgra Foods didn't win that lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, government, for ruining a perfectly good band name. I don't know if Jell-O's owned by ConAgra Foods, but ConAgra Foods knows, owns a lot. Yeah. I, it wouldn't they surprise own, me if they They did. own Manwich. Really? Which is my old You would know about name. this. You have experience in this department. And we had long ago, uh, for you know, long-time listeners, they're going to want to hear this story. <sighs> I've got nothing bad to say about Ted Anderson of GCN. Um, I like the guy. I really do. He, uh, but back then we weren't much on the air when, you know, it's just like he had Alex Jones and we were the idea of a general manager. He brought in that he like had to come in because he was losing money and, you know, replace. So we were this guy's breakout that this other, his previous I guess his uh, his general manager's breakout show. Right. And, I mean, we broke out in the sense that none of his shows have ever been on as many stations, but we've just never been worth anything. Nobody's ringing up uh, GCN and saying, I got to be on Free Talk Live. <laughs> but they're definitely saying that with Alex Jones, right? Okay. Like that Cal yeah. Ben soap, I got I to gotta have some. Right. And so, uh, you know, Ted's like, oh, look, guys, um, I'm going to let you have this little thing that you're asking for. And, every, you know, every couple of years we go ask Ted for something, right? Yeah. I'm going to let you have this little thing you're you're asking for, but you got to do me a favor and get rid of that uh, on-air name Manwich. Ah. I'm afraid I'm going to get a call <laughs> from ConAgra Foods, and it just, it, you know, keeps me up at night. I, I can't mm. live with it. So, basically, we preempted any lawsuit by getting rid of the name I- I would Manwich. I would accept that only if you first asked if they just wanted to go ahead and sponsor you, right? If you were like, "Dear Manwich, <laughs> right, I I've already been sort of using something that sounds like your brand yep. on air, and uh, I realized that you know there might be something to it. You're bold and not. spicy. I'm bold and spicy. <laughs> Perhaps you're thick and meaty. Yeah. I am thick and meaty. <laughs> That might not be exactly the letter you want to draft, but so it would, would have been what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I, I think it could go either way. What it, the most likely outcome is, they'd say, "Hell yeah, we want to sponsor you," and then they'd hear us, and they'd be like, "Fuck no, we don't want to sponsor you." Yeah, because this is what happened with uh, Ruger, the handgun manufacturer. <laughs> You're like, yeah, this is the only radio station that'll radio show that'll let us advertise. And they're like. Wait a second. You guys don't love the cops and the military. <laughs> so you've got to sell the character is what you've got to do. You've got to be like, look, I am going to give you a niche audience that you literally have no way into. But I'm going to sound a little kooky. But in that circumstance, I'll be the sane one. And I will ruthlessly advertise how stable you are. Yeah. I mean, just put put guns in the hands of all kinds of people that want to shoot me. <laughs> Uh, what it's so uh, fifty four episode fifty four of Beard Talk Live we're yeah. into right now. Wow! Uh, it took us uh, you know more than a year to do a year's worth of episodes. <laughs> uh, and I figure the older I get, the closer I'll be to taking an hour and a half to watch sixty minutes. 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> Can I play that on 1.5? I'm thinking about Tom Woods. He uh, he does his numbered episodes, too. Yeah. He said like 2,000 of them or something. Yeah. We, we thought about this prior to even doing the first, well, the second. The first episode arguably happened uh, serendipitously. Uh, during free talk life when it just happened to be like nobody and peakless and myself all yeah. bearded fellows were like this is beard talk life. no it wasn't we it was you and then ding oh, right? speaking of which i don't have my beard on uh, oh oh my god what the fuck <laughs> jesus fucking christ what are you new do we, <laughs> have, to, do we have to put you through rookie radio orientation how to appear on somebody else's show yeah, okay, it's on now. All right, so now I just have a question. If we had, like, you know, drag talk live or something, <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would, you, would you put on the dress? Well. I, I understand that this is comedic. Like, every comedy thing that I've ever seen on video, uh, at some point, if it's, a like, a series, at some point, some of the characters dress in drag. Yeah, they have to. And it's, like, funny. Recently, I uh, have been watching uh, the new, the new old Star Trek. Uh, boldly go or no man, I don't remember what the fuck it is, but it's the Captain Pike days pre pre Kirk. What? Yeah, it's the Captain. I thought Pike there was only days. one of those. Uh, n- no, no, no. There's a whole new series of that. Uh, Anson Mount plays Captain Pike. Okay, and, so there's uh, a and it's pretty. It's there's pretty a Star good. Trek, but it precedes Kirk. Right. There's a new Star Trek Amazing series. Amazing how the guy who invents the, the thing dies, and now we right. explode the, the the entire series in every Gene, direction. Gene, Gene yeah. Roddenberry. Yeah, right. he kicks the bucket, and all of a sudden there's a billion Star Treks. You'll see some money on Star Trek here mm-hmm. shortly. See, Star Trek eschews money. There is no money. They do have it kind of at the uh, Deep Space <laughs> they Nine. They kind of print their own, but like by way of merchandise. Dude, Deep Space like, Nine have, uh, was Star Trek doing capitalism. Yes. Like they're literally depicting communism, so they can't really go too far. Yeah, the, but the Ferengi are make ANCAPs. the Ferengi a good guy instead of like a, a literal space menace. Aren't the Ferengi ANCAPs? Yeah. I mean, like the cost of acquisition, well, well, the rules of acquisition. That's the thing. They're, they're how many theo- bars they're theocratic. of you know, what is it? Platinum. They're theocratic capitalists. Platinum? Really, Whatever is what they are. They're what? They're theocratic capitalists. Actually, is what they are. I mean, you know, a lot of people hate Voyager for a fair I, number of reasons. One of the things they put into that is like, oh yeah, there's this Grand Negus, and there's this, uh, and and they like outlined the entire structure of the civilization the same way they uh, outlined the Klingon language. Right. So no, it turns out there's this uh, big poobah who gets to tell you who owes what taxes. I have invoked the uh, Ferengi uh, analogy when trying to describe libertarian types. To non-libertarian people, right? I still, yep. I still know and associate with people who aren't. Who I'm not libertarian. I don't know what I am, but like you know, yeah, and they, sure. they, you know, they vote for whatever you know, whoever screams the loudest or whatever from year to year. Um, but like I've been, they're like, what is it like hanging out with like libertarians all the time? It's like, have you seen the Ferengi? <laughs> like Deep Space Nine, right? Like this is not dissimilar. To dealing with uh, you know a bunch of individualists, the voluntarists, anarcho-capitalists, like you know, sort of fit that definition in my opinion, right? Like if you want to know what what what's going through their heads, they think like those guys do. Well, I think uh, uh, one of Cork's, yeah, probably Cork's finest moment. Uh, he's talking to this uh, Vulcan extremist. I forget of what. Uh, yeah. And, and oh, right, peace. 
and she's like, got this, you know, plot. And he, and he's like, so what would you do for peace? Anything. And he goes, you're going about it all wrong. Right now, peace can be had at a bargain. You don't need to offer everything to get there. You just do this clever thing, and then you can get peace without giving up everything. Right fucking extremists i've got to see this again yeah I've, i when i was watching deep space nine it was in the 1990s so yeah no i yeah i it's a different show feel, man feeling yeah. my age i uh i overheard some some regular folk talking about you know how they feel old because they're about to turn 42 yeah and i'm like oh man it's the really? meaning of life i'm like yeah i'm 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 well beyond that now, and I remember having that conversation when I was their age. But now I'm even older than those guys. You are beyond the answer to the light, the yeah. meaning of life, the universe, and everything. That's right. Now I just hope that my my beard goes completely fucking white, mm. because then when I wear a hoodie with the hood up, I can look wizardly. Okay, Gandalf. <laughs> huh? At this point, you're. Uh, Will you meet us coming from the, the east? <laughs> Yes, yeah, or or Captain the Gray or something like that, right? That, 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 you know, hides the last name a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, like... I, okay, our, I demand at least one extra title then if you're going to do that. Well, you're already the fucking double-bearded bastard or son of a bitch or whatever. Any version of double-fucking-bearded <laughs> bastard fucking double son of a bitch. Is it because there's two braids in his beard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a caller who like said it, and I don't remember exactly how it goes. Richie Rich is on it; he's got the quote saved, but it's something. And funny why like is that. it that you have two braids in the beard rather than one? I mean, it seemed like you would go with one or perhaps three. Two does seem like an odd number. It's an even number. No, well, yes, it, it is an odd number for beards. Anyway. Oddly enough, it is even. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Just like two, okay. Yeah, no, I, I tried all of the things. Yeah. I, I tried the, the single, I tried the double, I tried the triple. I tried the triple triple. See, the meta braid. Okay, so, oh, the I The braid see. of braids. Braids, yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, like nine into three into one. Okay. That's yeah. math. And how'd that go? I don't want to do math. It was neat, but way too much fucking work. Okay. Obviously. So two is the right amount of work mm-hmm. for aesthetic, aesthetically uh, pleasing? Aesthetic and uh, convenient. Okay, so why two, though? What What is it about two that's so good, in your opinion? Oh, well... We're talking about beards here. Well, this is Beard Talk Live. Think of an uneven beard. Okay. That's fucking disgusting, Mark. An uneven beard is disgusting. Got it. So an odd beard Look is disgusting. Look at it. Dis- yes. Got so it. now it's those are gross. It's just you just no, like symmetry it from is symmetry. universally okay. attractive. All right. for the obvious uh, 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 genetic reasons. Okay, like if you if you made your proteins correctly, then a you had good enough genes to do that. B you had the the resources to be able to do that, uh, so that you don't get all malformed in one direction or another. Okay, it was an episode of Doctor Who that like introduced the idea of symmetry as uh, attractiveness. In human beings. I'd never heard that thought before. I watched this episode of Doctor Who. No, I'd heard it before, but it never hit home. It didn't hit home until, like, some sort of an android was made, and uh, there, there's this female character who's like, oh, and I suppose they consider you handsome, and they were like, affirmative, and she's like, well, congratulations on your relative symmetry. And I was like, wow, that's interesting that, like, symmetry is what a lot of human beings find conventionally attractive. 
I think there's got to be a lot to it, a lot more to it for men. So, for instance, a strong chin. Uh, I mean, you could be symmetrical and have a weak chin. No, sure. there's only, no, there's only one. There's only one thing. There's only one attractive quality. <laughs> only one. Somebody pull up the, the Highlander of attractive qualities. Yeah. <laughs> The quickening happens as other <laughs> qualities fall to its sword. Um, yeah, there can be only one. The Highlander of attractive qualities, yeah. right? Well, um, I, I used to on Free Talk Live regularly collect stories of beheadings. <laughs> like any beheading that there is, and then I would read the story on the air, and then finish it off with, "There can be only one." <laughs> because how do you know that these stories about beheadings aren't part of a whole highlander conspiracy like we're just not getting it because if there were highlanders running around or whatever this uh these these guys are the these eternal highlanders (laughs) well you know why we don't find hold on if they were around then we wouldn't believe that they were around so you know why we don't find the exsanguinated bodies though what does exsanguinated mean? Yeah, without no a head? blood in it. Okay, because of the vampires. I don't know. Yeah, what. the Highlanders are fucking sloppy. Vampires have that uh, style. Dude, is there a metal band called Exsanguinator? Ooh, there's got to be. If there isn't, maybe there is. Maybe I just started it. We don't know. I'd say that in the majority of potential universes, there's absolutely at least one band by that name. I'm too lazy to look right now, but like if the dot com were available, that might you know mm. be a uh, a fence, a fence pusher, you know. <laughs> well, somebody's already got it. It's a live show. Yeah, it probably is. It, so I I gotta say uh, I've never been so fucking grateful that I didn't go to Ian's trial in my life. Why is that? Because I know exactly what fucking happened. But wait, I saw you there. That yeah, no, 17. I went. I went to the opening, but like I, I am. I, I got to pay bills, so I can't, you know, waste all of my extra effort that right, the yeah. government likes to demand of anything I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we all are working. But I know exactly what what happened. It, it was right there in the first part of sentencing. Oh, you are this pseudonym that uh, did all of these fraud because you moved the money. Yeah, it it really has progressed. Like, I didn't really get the idea that um, the government was trying to sew all that together and, like, insinuate, which they've done, that... Uh, and the judge seems to be going for it. Yeah, like, that, like, oh, no, Ian is the romance scammer. And, like, I was... No, they provided no evidence of that. Yeah. And I, I'm really sort of disappointed that... All through the trial, it was like, you know, we started the trial. There are no victims. Right. Through the trial, these people will be allowed to speak in order to show the impact of the crime. Right. And then these are the victims of Ian Freeman. Like, this was a, you know, crazy progression. The three uh, the three grand ladies, that's all I can refer to them as, that they had read statements were all like, I mean, the first two were a little ambiguous, right, compared yes. to the third one. But the, the third, third one, was, one was like, fuck you, Ian Freeman. Right? The, third, like, the third one was like, I mean, like, terrible, horrible well person. Just, yeah, just said that like 17 times or something. And like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady, you are directing your anger at the wrong fucking person. Well, the, the, there's only other, one other re- legitimate target of her anger in that courtroom, and she's certainly not going to direct it at herself. I mean, who's ultimately responsible 
for the crime that was committed against her. Yeah. It's sad, and nobody wants to say it, Well, but if a 35-year-old dude sat up there and said, <laughs> I was the victim of a romance scam. I emptied my bank account completely. Yeah, my nobody retirement wants to, is gone. Nobody wants to hear about him you know, rubbing one out to a Romanian hooker online <laughs> who's uh, taking him for 50 grand. You know, like it's, it's just... So because they got grandma... Oh, man. So, yes, I am guilty of this fact. I will give you the power to make choices as an adult. Yep. And watch out. Be accountable to the consequences. Yeah. Does suck. How I dare I use real money? Yeah. Um, I guess we should tell folks that, I mean, if you're watching, there should be a phone number on your screen, but if you're only listening, it's 603 603- Two eight three six one six zero. Let's get this out of the way. Beard Talk Watching Live. Who the fuck is this? Screen, uh, God damn it, Skeeter, you son of a bitch. Turn your shit down. What? I did. All right. Damn, you got to give me a little time, boy. It's a little delay. What are you calling, boy? Boy? Hey, uh, uh, he got you, man. I wanna he always says he's your boy. Damn it. <laughs> I've fallen for it's it finally. Have. Son of bitch! I didn't want to continue. I didn't complete my argument that um, you've never completed any argument, but you know you're because on. Because I'm beginning interrupted with all these questions and, and I, stuff. And I know how much like you I like. Care about. I know how much you like talking to Mark, so I figured I'd take the call. Yeah, and because and let you talk to Mark like because you, you know that I'm not really going to talk to you. I'm just basically going to make fun of you. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Peekless might do the same thing, dumb. but Mark is here nonetheless. So, is there something you would like to talk to Mark about? Yeah, I wanted to complete my argument about why uh, secessionist theft and taxation is. Have that much time? I mean, secessionist theft, taxation is not okay. I will agree with you that taxation is not theft. I would disagree that secession is theft. Yeah. uh, So you. uh, So first off, you agree that taxation is not theft because um, you agree to the uh, everyone by by staying here. Once you here, I'll tell you why uh, I think that because once you understand the rules of the game and you stay here, at the very least, stay here for some period of time. You have accepted the rules. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me pause it. Wait, wait, wait. One second. I had an epiphany. How about this? We can we can agree to this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mute him for a second. It's not free talk live. It's beard talk live. Yeah, that's true. You're not talking about beards. Okay. We're letting beards. I'll tell you what, Mark. I'll agree that the brand of taxation is not theft. To the brand? The brand of taxation that you end oh up with God. is not theft. Here we go. I don't understand. That's all I picked by being here, Mark. He's trying to I will be taxed. You will. You agree the brand the- is what I pick. Given the resources, uh, including information that I have, I see. So you have uh, because all the, the other brand places- is not th- is not theft. The fact that the it's a tax is, is why it's snaking, theft. Trying to get out of an argument when you're cornered. That's what he's trying to do. He doesn't He doesn't understand implicit contracts. When you continue to reap the benefits of citizenship, you implicitly agree. The problem, to sir, is you haven't discovered my implicit contracts on you. Yeah, I don't. So implicit why. contracts so are, if, are, are false. So, so first off, yeah, Mark if it's, agrees if with it's me, valid, right? then I can. Then how do you know I don't already have a whole bunch of implicit contracts that are just part of the social contract? contract didn't you read the fine print it depends upon your action just like uh, in citizenship you continue reaping the benefits of citizenship 
and uh, and that's and you don't leave, and you don't leave when you have that option. Yeah, except citizens don't exist. We've been over this. Explicit contract. Citizens do not exist. You, All right, wait, slaves, serfs, subjects, subjects. So, yes. Why you, you how dare I not that, appreciate not the benefits of my serfdom? That's not how you win right. an argument. This is this is all they do. Right. This is all these, what these idiots do. It's called they the Gishes, Gishes Gallop. An argument. Well, well, no, up. I think it, surf it, is a perfectly makes, is a perfectly balanced choice for what's so actually what happening. Like you would have monarchs valid, that would right? sell serfs with land and to each other. Once once you establish that this impl- this citizenship contract is valid you are implicitly no, agreeing to yeah. all the rules it's and not laws, valid that's fair taxation yeah that's fair if you have accepted it ta- then if you have accepted it then good for you yeah you can't uh, leave you me the fuck out take, of it you cannot try to take steal new hampshire from the u.s collective why that not how did the u.s get it you agreed to the, you, you've infiltrated did, did the u.s steal it well, hold on i'm playing by the rules i'm not sure that what you're saying yeah, is true skeeter i mean like when did secession become against the law because i don't think it is no, I mean, I, I'm, apply, I'm applying libertar, libertarian uh, principle here. But you wait. guys are against theft. And when they implicitly we are against accept Skeeter, the contract, right? hold on, hold I have a question. Theft is unlawful taking. When did no, I, uh, I, secession from the union become unlawful? It's because the implicit contract has it in, in that contract. No, it doesn't. You there cannot, is no implicit contract that you can't use the legal system, which is all that the New Hampshire people are trying to do to secede from the union. That is not They don't a correct... have that ruling. The Supreme Court made that ruling. What, what, can you tell me about that ruling? Because I'm not aware of it. First off, first off, it's not even going to succeed, right? So you're not There's, going to tell me about it. Gonna, the US, doesn't sound like he's going to tell you about it. you take that land. Let's just get that one thing straight. Right? Oh, I don't think that I would agree with you that it is a waste of time, energy, and treasure to try to secede. But that's an entirely that. different argument than what you're making, because I'm really specific about my arguments. And I say that it's legal to attempt to secede. And Absolutely. best I can tell, Whoa. nobody's gotten in thrown in jail for it. So what's the problem? It is. They they have. It's sedition. And if you take it's up not arms sedition. The federal sedition has a definition, and advocating legally for uh, for well, I, I secession is not sedition. Over me, man. Just can you just? But you're you wrong. <laughs> okay. What was I wrong about? Oh my god. Wrong? You're wrong that sedition and secession are synonyms. Oh, why did why did in Cal- Catalonia with, with what uh, uh, and they did what the free state movement's trying to do have a have a quote unquote peaceful demonstration a fake vote right basically it's a fake powerless vote to show uh, are you talking about I mean, Catalonia and Spain right what's that are you talking about Catalonia in Spain yeah that's the closest Spanish thing, common uh, law doesn't apply in the United States I, I'm just. I'm just showing it. This is sedition, I'm though. telling you that it is not yeah. illegal to advocate for and take steps through the legal system to secede. So therefore, the, secession is not theft. What? what was that Supreme Court ruling about then? You wouldn't tell me what it was about. I asked you. You were busy yicking and yucking. Oh. <laughs> they ruled that Look uh, it up. New Hampshire, well, not New Hampshire, but any no state can vote. To secede from the union, 
and that's a, a final and it's very hard to appeal a supreme court decision you know that right well you well, see the, rule, the constitution right? does uh, make the supreme court the uh, give it appellate jurisdiction but i guess the question that i would ask is is can a can the can a, can a document then verify itself because right. it doesn't say in the constitution there will be no leaving it is a contract without an exit clause <laughs> And then the Supreme Court just comes along and says, since it has no exit no, clause, I, there shall be no exit. I think there is an exit that is established by <laughs> the document. So if it, did, if it does, Supreme in fact, have an exit the clause, <laughs> then what they're saying is completely invalid. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Skeeter. Since the Constitution, wait a second, we know that humankind, humankind will go on for how long? What was that question again? How Sorry, long will humans last in the North American continent? Give me a period of time, because I don't know whether uh, you, you're a you religious nut. You guess at it? I don't right. know. Uh, you're a religious nut? So 10,000 years. Okay. Will, will the United so, uh, States exist for 10,000 years? And if it I won't, then how does anybody legally get out of it? No, the dissolution of the state is, uh, is a valid... Uh, is a There's valid nothing in the Constitution about dissolution! So it must yeah, be exactly. theft! <laughs> No, no, You're, that's not I'm it. sorry, uh, Skeeter. You've got some good arguments that li libertarians are inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. This isn't one of them. Hey, Skeeter, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Kind of. Or not. I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'm yeah. not going to talk shit about him. I mean, uh, I, think, I think he's I, right. I think it's hilarious that libertarianism lives rent-free in his head. <laughs> <laughs> that he is he has been known to call and he's like hang on i've got to look at my notes for tonight like he had, dude i can tell you exactly you know, i'm glad he takes is. notes he's taking Ian's dude, advice it's, it's good it's his jiminy cricket it's that thing that bugs him he's got this beautiful uh world where he doesn't ever have to do anything and there's just no accountability for anything ever. It's amazing. He's already doing the most perfect thing ever. I can write this philosophy this, that basically this, mimics this me doing nothing. Bonnet. He's got this just uh, this thing. It bothers him. And that's why he's got to like swat at it. Guilt, maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, so uh, I I think it was Jung that really went into this one, where like uh, there's a, a best possible self that you could be. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, quantum physics definitely allows this in most of its models. Like, okay, uh, uh, one of the popular ones is infinite universe or, or it's probability. Okay, uh, either a universe or a probability is the best possible you that you could be. And the theory is that it calls to you. And, I mean... I like the idea. That's why it bugs you. You, you you have this thing that you've just it, it keeps bothering you because it's calling to you. It's why the Bible's so goddamn popular, man. It, it would be like Abraham got called out of his mother's basement at sixty. It's a great fucking story. It would be great if like Skeeter ended up being like, you know what? I get it finally. And then like you know, he's like, yeah, I get it. And he sews it all together, and now he's a a spokesperson for freedom, for voluntarism, individualism, right? That'd be great. I like when uh, people who have philosophical differences call the show because, um, you know, I like I, I like to be challenged. Um, I remember when Greg from New York was talking about property. Mm. So libertarians love to talk about property. Yep. But and we also love to talk about how nonviolent we are. Right. 
However, the point he made is essentially somebody's got to be violent in order for property to exist. Well, I mean, and I think that's well, true. Well, libertarians a, practice a violence. violence like, capacity must be understood. That's right. Right. Now, the best possible means of doing this is to distribute power as widely as possible so that the least amount right. of corruption on any one of us fragile human creatures but is also, what we get. But so, also practice but there's violent self-defense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what like, you're doing is right. defending yourself. And when no, you, you go have to the gun range, a whole right? society yeah. where you know that there is that capacity of violence and you know that it is put away. I mean, you feel that much safer, honestly. Oh, I'd agree. But just saying. I mean, like, it's not... Libertarianism isn't peace. No. Because peace basically means not defending property. Right. And it can, well, Okay, so yes and no. What it is is that peace is part of the cycle. Like, you do have these relationships that go through these cycles. Uh, you, okay, we're in non-aggression with each other. Yeah. I haven't stepped on your toes. You haven't stepped on mine. Right. right. We're human. We fuck up yep. uh, sometimes intentionally, which is really bad yeah, and that, really tough to fix. Yep. But that's the part of the cycle where, okay, I'm uh, I'm good, and then I go down. I fall from grace. And now I have the choice. Do I redeem my actions, myself, my life? Or at least try. I think that the libertarianism allows for the most amount of peace. I think it uh, actually allows for it to be sort of the default setting. Yeah. Right? You're going to have peace. As long as you understand my understanding of property, right. we're all going to be happy. Right. Everybody's right. When we gonna disagree be... about that, uh, well, whose property is whose, then it's not going to go as well. Right. We probably should go to an arbitrator and get that figured out, because if we don't, then you've got two grown men going at each other, and mm -hmm. those particular apes are deadly. But even if that were to occur... You still don't have this behemoth organization of violent psychopaths known. As, I, I'm calling them murdermen these days, right? Because that's what they do, telling everybody what is and what isn't, right? You allow these people to hash it out for themselves. And guess what? If you're, you know, much like most people react to geographic things differently these days, like there's people who are like, you know, when the hurricane happened, they're like, oh, fuck, doesn't matter to me. It's nowhere near me, right? There were a, a large amount of people were like that, right? That's what it's like in Bradenton all the time. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying that there, there's like that, that's a wrong position to have. I'm just saying that like you get to care as much as you want to with the amount of effort you put forth towards something, right? You don't get to feel like you care because somebody takes a bunch of money from you all the fucking time. That's that's wrong. You got to get over that feeling. It also isn't effective. I mean, like the government takes <laughs> the government can take 10 times what you need to give in charity to handle the hurricane. And believe me, they do that 10th that trickles down to the people um, in that area is spent horribly in comparison right. the way you would spend it if you just gave just give it to the red cross for goodness sakes i mean not to say that's a good organization by any stretch but the outcome would be preferable the outcome would be preferable yeah and that and that's with evaluating systems like just that in and of itself that description the difference between how government operates now and how the red cross would handle the same amount of I think money. you might be underestimating their right. government involvement but, but I get even, what you're saying. Even though, a, a, a private charity is going to put more of your power toward what needs fixing. Right. The percentage of dollars that goes towards the actual resolution, yeah. Yeah, it's, giving it's money to Red Cross, in one is way higher or another. than the same exact thing if government tries to treat it. 
Yeah, the the uh, Pareto principle, uh, the uh, 80-20 rule. Yeah. It goes one way or it goes the other. Right. So just that in and of itself should be enough of an illustration to show that it would be far better for humankind to have a voluntary organization versus, versus an organization of coercion. And that should be enough. But, like, that's not enough, apparently. Like you could tell people that all day, but they don't. They can't actuate it in their minds. They can't activate what, well, what is they wrong with society, it, society currently. Right? Like they they suffer that cognitive well, dissonance. Oh, well, hold, hold on. I think it's a lot easier. Stop funding to, it. What's that? You stop funding it. Well, okay. First so of all. I think it's a lot easier to agree with libertarianism. The question is, how do you get there? And this is where. Yeah. Like, we all just kind of go in different directions because yeah. we've all got a bunch of different solutions. You know, like Ian's solution for 20 years has been moved to freaking New Hampshire. And it hasn't been the mm-hmm. worst solution, mind you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the idea that uh, what uh, Kurt Hoffman, I believe is the name, uh, Kurt Hoffman has, uh, that it's called the Libertarian Homeland. Oh, it's right. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect branding. Jeremy Kaufman. Jeremy Kaufman. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I don't know what, uh, you know, my brain just doesn't work it's that a, well tonight. Right. I'm, I'm it took also me tired. like that long to remember it. So. <laughs> and uh, also, I, I'm really glad that we have our Jews branding at that. How's Appreciate that? The it, guys. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we do have like a lot of them. Yes, we do. Thank goodness. Uh, and so, whereas other people have different ideas, I mean, there's obviously the people in the Libertarian Party just elect. The next president is libertarian. That'll that'll solve the problem, and that's never going to happen. No, and and it would never solve the problem if it did. Yep. And but it'd be fun nice, to watch. Well, one nice thing, like <laughs> we no longer have to imagine what would have happened if Ron Paul got elected. Okay, best case, Trump would have happened. But you know, like, it would have been worse because he's not evil. Like, let's assume that every presidential election since uh, the last sixty years has been uh f- you know forged right tainted right not an accurate counting of voting regardless of my opinion of voting which is like it's wrong anyway to like have a popularity contest for who's going to be your king but let's just assume that for the last 60 years every election has been rigged rigged now. rigged yeah i can't imagine it's rigged for trump the, the numbers were were off right you know they were well, one the, rigged one i'll way give or another, you that there's right? no way they're one down way 300 another. million uh, well i should say 150 million votes right. and they're not getting some kind of mistakes so so understanding that that may be the case what it would take for somebody like a uh oh i don't know the, what's the guy's name the malay yeah, right. Melee. Character, Melee. Melee. Uh, somebody like that to get elected president in the United States, it would take an act of, I believe, software sabotage. Hackers, right? Uh, the the underground hackers, the cypherpunks who you know, gave us the gift of Bitcoin, that, that type of person uh, still exists in the world. And I think that for anybody of a libertarian leading uh, to get elected as president in the U.S. would require some interference of some organization to tilt the numbers that way. Like, it's not going to happen organically. You're not going to win the majority vote, at least not in my lifetime. Well, that could be true. That being said, it is one of the greatest vehicles for advertising philosophy. Right, which is why I love libertarianism. Mele, Mele's getting a lot of press right now. Fuck yes, and it's always exciting when somebody else comes out, and particularly in a foreign language, with like a fired up spirit. You know, uh, is like, yeah, that dude gets it. 
Right. And these things are going to happen more frequently, I think. It's my opinion. Oh, yeah. You know, the next 10 years, we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more people. Like we used to see for a while. Do you think five, four years is enough to make libertarianism work in a country that is not the United States? So, I mean, like you don't have a printing press. N- no. Okay, so here's, here's a severe complicating variable there. Uh, we have good money available to us. We've never actually seen that kind of thing happen with good money available. Okay. We also have AI technology, which interfaces just mwah, beautifully with uh, the good money. So it's really, really difficult to, to predict the technology curve of the thing. The question is the people, like, which is hard to figure out, too, because we, we have more information now than we've ever had, and we don't exactly know what that does to humans. Mm. Right. <laughs> it's uh, well, it causes them to stick the, uh, to bend their heads forward and stick their nose in their phone and never come out. Yeah. Here's an idea that I thought of recently and I'm just thinking of now. What if uh, you guys are both familiar sort of with like the sovereign citizen types, right? Mm. Uh, the the nerds of the the laws that like are, you know, they've read every word and every detail and they try to find the loopholes. And, and with you know, them, I object to the title, but go on. I, I'm like I I appreciate what they have done, right? They've shown people that like, look, there's loopholes all over this thing. This is how lawyers get people out of shit or into shit, and you know how governments railroad people because there's this that means that, but it doesn't mean that when you and I say it and whatever, right? So there there's this sort of second I call it the second set of books, right? Outside of like what we all know, sort of the law to be, and then once you get in the system, there's this whole other fucking playbook uh, that that's forced upon you, right? You have no choice. Uh, and you know, all you can do is damage control, right? You're like, I don't think you can win against this organization right now, but if there were some hackers that like sort of, you know, hacked into the voting system and changed it all in favor of fucking insert libertarian kook here, right? I don't even care who the fuck it is. You know what I mean? They they can just draw from a hat for all I fucking care, (laughs) right? If they just did that and like that happened, I, that would be one of the greatest things I think humankind could have ever accomplished. And I say this because I, I think that we talk a lot about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin here and uh, like the idea that the invention of it could be considered a miracle in religions. Um, like, I get that. Like, I see how it could feel that way. I'm not a math student. I don't you know, understand how all of the math that you know, makes that go works, but I know that it does work and I've seen it work and I've used it and it continues to work despite the fact that it's being attacked all of the time. And so you're right. Like if there were a group of people who were just like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we don't want to be part of this federation anymore. Uh, and you know, no one challenged that. Like, that'd be great. Secession is that what we're talking about now? Like yes. Jump to jump to secession. Yes. Well, yeah, it's not. I mean, I don't think that's very likely. I I here's my opinion on secession. My opinion on secession: as soon as New Hampshire gets close enough, the FBI sends in some uh, some of its agents in dressed up as I don't know uh, this white supremacist group, that white supremacist sure. group. Those people are going to be pro secession, and they're going to do violent, terrible things. If that doesn't... Oh, like agent provocateurs? Right. If that doesn't convince the voters in the, the most recent polls to not vote for secession, then 
they will, and somehow secession continues to occur at that point, then, you know, maybe they get the Canadian government to come in and put it down and then give it back to the United States. I mean, like, it, it, it's, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a, uh, um, I think you can secede tomorrow. Why waste the rest of your life? trying to secede hmm. to, to one of the original 13 colonies, the first signer of the U.S. Yeah. Constitution, yeah. Getting, getting it out of the U.S. Uh, that so would be my opinion. So I agree that its, uh, uh, its use as a platform is fantastic, yes. uh, unparalleled even. Um, yes. As can, a tool of change, I think that it's, it's not even a matter of uh, managing to get to secession. So here's the thing. Everything's going to shit. If you can slow down the going to shit part that's happening, yep. then the like ridiculous like intelligence uplift that is going on can catch up with it, and we will have fleshed out these ideas far enough that it can benefit everyone who is using the very first anarchist technology. Right. Yeah. And so that's I, where I my agree. theory is the weakest. So my theory is is that the the that New Hampshire is going to continue to move towards freedom. Now, likely it won't get all the way there. The you know I just don't imagine that that's the case. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But that's fine. Um, and but half the way to freedom is still prosperity, longevity, uh, peace. Uh, you know all the things that you want to have, happiness, everything on this uh, quality of life scale that's going to make things good. I, I think. Um uh, now the, hold on, hold on. Let me finish uh, this because right. this is important. Right. Um, then there are neighboring states that we don't have any control over them uh, coming to the to New Hampshire. So you know, there's all kinds of people that are going to be like, I like peace, freedom, personal response. I like uh, you know longevity. I like uh, prosperity. I like all these. Long things. Long is the list of people who've said, well, if New Hampshire pulls it off, I'm there tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, right. Well, um, <laughs> if they weren't willing to move before, they're not willing to move uh, after. Um, there's always something oh, that, that that very much depends on what kind of stick they're facing by not moving. Mm-hmm. Well, let him finish his point. So. When these people move, these, uh, let's call them, uh, you know, opportunists, these opportunists from Vermont, Massachusetts, mm. Maine, Canada, even farther, uh, come and say, I want to live here now because uh, everybody who's living here is happier and richer and all these things. Yeah. Well, then they're going, if they haven't changed the state constitution to handle this issue, and I have a, I have a proposal for doing of that. Of course you do. Um, if they haven't, then we're all just back in the same boat, you know. I, I mean, mm. I can tell you my son isn't okay. that interested so, in libertarian politics, and he's liable to leave. Now, my proposal is to every bill must be passed with a two-thirds majority, and that all bills can be undone with a simple majority, uh, 51%, 51 plus, 50 plus 1. And that if you can have that in the House, the Senate, the Executive Committee, then you will, an executive committee might actually have to, because it's currently 60% um, an executive committee. So maybe it's, uh, you know, 80%. I don't know how you make it work, but four out of five, whatever the case may be. And then if you can have that, then the the, the socialist retaking, because this is what happens. These prosperous places, California is a really good example. Man, that was the land of opportunity for 50 years. And then they got in control. And they're sure, running it into the ground. That's all government. I think uh, the point that I that I stop at, like 
I'm not even saying you're wrong about your thoughts, your beliefs, but like the point that I stop at is sort of like where his description and your description sort of uh, divert for me anyway. Uh, I do believe the system will fail. Mathematically, it's impossible for it not to. Like, I think we're going to see something akin to hyperinflation. Uh, we're going to see massive unemployment. We're going to see, you know, all the bad things, right, that that come along with sort of the dissolution. Yeah. Uh, imagine the falling of the, the old USSR, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty much what's going to happen in the United States. Little by little than all at once? I, I think, like, that's how it'll end up. Like, we are uniquely positioned, already sort of geographically divided according to statists, right? Oh, Ohio exists here, and New Hampshire is here, and, like, you know, it, we're uniquely positioned to already just sort of be like, well, screw the federal government, we'll all just go our own way and be our own countries from now on. Right. But I think that's going to happen. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. What I think will happen is as that decline progresses, New Hampshire, because of its strong libertarian influence, not even like voting tilt, although we seem to be having some effect on voting, um, uh, it, it will be uniquely positioned to lead the way for the fall right so the fall of the empire comes right because there are people here already transacting already doing things in you know sort of cryptocurrency and ai you know and all these kinds of things uh the, the technology exists everybody's already sort of interacting with systems that exist outside of the approved system right i think that because we are early adopters uh, as a group, uh, a state, if you will, the, the New Hampshire, the geographic area, the amount of libertarian influence has us uniquely positioned to sort of lead the way out after the fall occurs, right? So, like, you know, we get to a point where, oh, everything's going to fuck shit. Oh, what? how come New Hampshire is doing so well, <laughs> right? How come the people in that state are, you know, oh, because they've already established, like, homesteading and community and, like, uh, you know, networks that exist outside of the state paradigm. And, oh, they're using things like goldbacks and cryptocurrency to exchange. And, you know, oh, yeah, everything's automated for them. And they just sign contracts with people. And, in fact, if you're sort of near them or doing business with them, uh, they're told to be fair and equitable. And, right, all of a sudden, reputation takes over. Modern-day Quakers. All of the principles that libertarians espouse, right, sort of get to kick in and like now you get to show does it actually does it work in this and it, of course it's going to it can't not work because it's the only thing left it's the only infrastructure that you can turn to so it's clear that and it's the, principled the, the united states government will at some point dissolve and go away i don't know how it goes i wouldn't propose to say that but currently on the world stage they're doesn't seem to be like there's always pretenders you know dun 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 dun, dun, dun. you know there's the, there's the spotlights there's the smoke the raised of arms they come out and they have no fucking solutions because yeah. it's the same shit the same desiccated poo that it has been for <laughs> centuries in a new newly decorated box i have yes. for you brazil india china singapore What's whatever that? the fuck What's right that? like i've got 
bricks in this box. No, no, it's my dick in a box. <laughs> right. uh, Saturday Night Live. Behold <laughs> the anti-NATO. <laughs> and it doesn't work yeah. because, and, and like, I'm not saying the U.S. works. The U.S. works now because it had a hundred years of something akin to capitalism and that that has momentum and that now it has power and it uses that power to prevent others from competing on a certain level. China isn't going to, China isn't it. They're the closest to being it and they're not it. Will it be bricks? It could be. No. But it also could have been Japan and any variety of pretenders prior to that. Nope. Can't be Japan. It's well, I, uniquely situated. Uh, it's fucked. Well, it is now, but in 1980s, we mm. were terrified. Well, can I ask then, what is the uh, what is the area of geography on planet Earth that is currently operating uh, in the most voluntary way, the most voluntary systems? Uh, I tend to look to uh, whoever's got crypto going on, right? Uh, was it uh, Venezuela? Uh, uh, Kits and Nevis. You, thank you. Uh, El Salvador. El Salvador. Thank you. That's the one. I was UAE's got a bunch of uh, you know crypto right. guys but, going on there. But because they have crypto, doesn't oh, yeah. necessarily mean they're operating yeah. in like like as a as a society, if you will, operating in the most voluntary way. Just because they have crypto, I think, is like an, an indicator that maybe they are. But it's not the only indicator. It's not the only criteria. So, like, what and, area is operating in the most voluntary way? And I, well, let me answer that question. So, um, if you're saying that, you know, somebody operating outside of a government-sanctioned system, not paying tax, and like sort of an agorist thing, the most agorist place in the world is uh, Africa. Let's let's they're just not say, paying tax on shit. Let's <laughs> just say in the most uh, that uh, is not true. They just have the most chaotic tax structure, <laughs> right? And nobody pays it. <laughs> well, and it's very active. It's like the IRS, but they they have machetes. I guess I'm saying from like a systems perspective, right? If one is operating with cryptocurrency as your uh, geographic region's official currency, whatever that means, right? Like. Like that's one system, but there are other systems, judiciary, right? There's, you know, all these. So like, what are some examples of places that have, you know, more voluntary oriented uh, judicial judicial systems and, you know, uh, dispute systems and, you know, advanced arbitration instead of, you know, force Mm. and violence, right? Like cryptocurrency is a good indicator because it is an anarchic technology, but what other areas of planet earth are like, you know, using more systems that are, you know, leaning at least towards freedom. Generally, English common law is considered the best in the world. And often Texas law is used to uh, as as the stand in for many contracts internationally. Tom W. Bell, a professor out in California, has come up with a system called ULIX, where he has stripped out what he calls the activist portions of English common law to create a very pared-down set of laws. This is currently being used in the Catawba Nation in the United States. It's being used to some extent down in Prospera. Um, it is uh, certainly a possibility in places like Morazan. But at this point, these ideas that libertarians have They're not going to be implemented, those ideas. Those are very foundational ideas. Where is English common law? That's not going to be implemented in New Hampshire ever, right? Um, Like, it can't be. How are you going to strip out 
all the precedent to, without just, you know, without sh- everybody shooting everybody else. Well, and hopefully we're well beyond those fucking wigs, too, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> How are you going to get that? Um, and then, uh, so, I mean, to me, you got to start from the ground up and build a system if you want what you're talking about. And those things are being built, but they're only just now being built. Well, okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. We're, we're in the infancy of infrastructure. Yep. Right. For the first time, the blockchain, Bitcoin, uh, has proven. By the way, the United States government may very well fail because of the Indians and all the contracts that it signed in the past, um, and they haven't been honored. Right. And then it's essentially retaken over by these tribes of survivors. Wow. So what happened in Oklahoma, uh, the Supreme Court ruled. So libertarians should be campaigning on reservations? Oh, yes. That's an interesting you should all, We should all marry a squaw. You smoke them on them dope weed? <laughs> no, me wamp them on them squaw. <laughs> so, um, I yeah, feel- I mean, that, like, Indians could save us all. I, 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 I'm i game. Tell me your story. <laughs> well, that's kind of it. Uncle is, Mark, is that tell us a story. If you can imagine, they have all these contracts Mm. That have never they've never been able to sort of enforce, right? And then they walk in front of courts now, and the courts say, "Yep, yep, that's what it says." Sure enough, okay, they gave them half of Oklahoma. Like when does New Hampshire ever said, "You libertarians, you fucking suck"? Here's half of the state. Go do what you want. No, that shit isn't going to happen. But they'll do well, it for the Indians it's, it's mm. because they didn't force us to come here. We came here. Voluntarily, which I understand. is, of course, I, the difference in I, the entire parable. Well, look, there's no Indian alive today that's been uh, walked down a trail of tears, okay? Like, all the things that have happened have happened between people who are dead. Does it matter if they're dead 100 years, 1,000 years, or right. 10,000 years? Yeah. Or a day. Dude, yeah. if you had a tribe saying, uh, you need to give us half of New Hampshire, we'd be like, hey, can we join you? Right. I mean, you probably <laughs> yeah. would the say something The libertarians that like, are here, and it might, might be like, okay, we'll take half. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Iroquois, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's where are at? It's, it's Abenaki, and they don't have Abenaki? an actual tribe, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. You could, there are people, there are white men, <laughs> they're putting feathers in, in their hair and pounding on drums, calling themselves Apanaki Indians, mm. and this has worked in the past. I see. So, you know, if somebody wants to put a couple of decades into pounding on drums, <laughs> this may very well have an opportunity. However, oh I think that the Catawba Indians um, are going to have a better, a better chance at it down in uh, the Carolinas. Nice. That's fantastic. Well, so I, I, I actually did want to touch on, uh, yeah, the other Good touch clearly voluntary touch. Uh, technology. So, cryptocurrency. Yep. I think that as the okay, so the, the the global geopolitical situation is clearly shifting, and I think that a lot of it it's basically like the tides going out, like and crumbling. where there is actual organization, and where there's actually enough freedom and enough trust for uh, cooperative human behavior to occur is where the productivity is going to be because they're too busy eating each other to eat us for five seconds. And it just so happens that we have the best possible thing to take advantage of that. I love the Bitcoin Maxi, uh, Max Kaiser kind of chit chat. I love it. I mean, it to me, it is freaking crack. It's cheerleading. But it's cheerleading. I think that Bitcoin and thus call it um, non-fiat cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. 
lost World War Geek. Hmm. So when the small blockers and the big blockers were at war with each other, and ladies and gentlemen, I was a big blocker. I'm not telling you anything else. But I think that at that moment was the was the time that they could have, you know, like the, had they managed to come to an agreement, they could have continued to climb their way up and actually been the world reserve currency. Uh, I but think, I don't think that's possible I think now. the opposite of that, but for the exact same reason. I think when they reached the precipice of, hey, we're going to fork, right, when, when BTC and BCH, right, because those are the only two. Right. In the beginning, there was only BTC. Yep. And then an argument occurred. <laughs> and then they forked. Right. This is the too long, didn't read yep. TLDR version uh, of the events that led to that. And I think that that is when they actually won World War Geek because they went forth and multiplied. And I'm not right. trying to be biblical, but like right. that's you, exactly what happened. If you they, just examine it, like I- imagine like a map of all the nodes, right? Mm-hmm. So map of the world and little glows where the nodes are, right? And like if you look at that behavior, it behaves in an organic way. It does because so what like, you had with this Satoshi was it, it was like seed. a mitosis of cells, and observing them, we couldn't tell which was the parent and which was the the child, and that's what the market decided. Imagine you're you're slow and old. You're going to be the parent, right? Imagine and you're going to be the child. It's so you'll be smaller. Imagine Bitcoin is Satoshi planting the the tiger lily in your front yard, and it just starts growing, right? And then it comes into bloom, and then it spawns all these other tiger lilies, right? Now instead of having one, right, we've got. 10,000 cryptocurrencies? Yes, but that's the thing is is that cryptocurrency hasn't gotten easier to understand. It has gotten harder. Yet. And that right, that yet. And yeah. until it is easy and intuitive and usually those kind those are uh, glacially glacial changes. Yeah. You know, they're small, they're 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 incremental and they're slow. I think it's already happened. And, well, hold, and, and, hold on. And, and so the answer to that is just simply the integration of uh, voice commanded AI mm. integrated with technology that already exists. If I can speak something into existence without having the knowledge behind it, okay. like if I can suggest to something called an artificial intelligence that I want to build an app and I want it to do these four things. Can you find apps that already do those? Yes, I can. Okay, now can you grab code? Yes, I can. Okay, now can you build me an app that does these four things? Because nobody's thought of this before, and so I want to get this out on the market as soon as possible. And they go, okay, Mr. Kickass, and they, they compile code, and they, you know you get to test it out or whatever. Like, I don't write code. Yep. But like all of a sudden, I get what you're saying. All of a sudden, now mankind has the ability to sort of speak things into existence without having to have the knowledge behind it. It could change everything. I'm just saying that as a person who has attempted, who's gone different places yeah. and attempted to get compliance to, uh, you know, to what it takes to accept cryptocurrency and do these kind of things, that shit isn't as easy as no, no, no. getting on CNN sucks. and right. saying, this is going to be the next world's reserve currency. In fact, it's a hell of a lot harder. And maybe the world's changed with uh, voice-activated AI, and uh, God, I hope so, but... Uh, because I, I I long for a world that has real money. Well, there's a step that hasn't, to my knowledge, happened yet, and that is the uh, implementation of uh, an autonomous AI on the blockchain. All right. Ho- hold on. So, Mark, did you hear about TCPIP when it came along? 
isn't this some kind of programming language or right. something that's, to do with computers? That's what I figured. Like, uh, at the time, there really wasn't this massive global communications network, so people didn't really hear about this kind of, like, inside baseball thing that had happened in the in the, the computer world. Mm-hmm. People in the computer world would talk to each other and read the right magazines and all that, but uh, generally you didn't hear about TCPIP. But it's when you get that gloss that people can interact with is that you move it into the internet, the World Wide Web. That's when it becomes like the thing yeah, that the- you can't do without. The weird thing is now we have this communication network. So when there's this like, dude, there was the breakthrough, but we haven't invented the machine yet. Like we've discovered the principle, but we haven't made the machine and yeah, the weird thing is that you you are witnessing the TCP/IP level of the thing. Okay, I sincerely hope you're right, and I'm not going to argue with it. I think you guys have made some really excellent arguments. I just, you know, being being one yeah. of the pioneers yeah. um, in all of this, it's like I know. Fuck, I've seen a lot of goddamn mistakes. Yeah, well, I, but like there, there's it's. it's Remarkably. Seen a lot of people go to prison too, and I'm sick mm. of it. Yeah, well, I, and so sick of it. So that's the weird fucking thing is that this ends up being the litmus test for which nations are corrupt. I mean, I guess it's a random one, but are you going to limit this? Are you going to kill this? Okay, you have no power. Are you going to not kill this? You have power. Like the universe has decided to judge on that to this enormous degree of like, did you allow me to include math in speech? Okay, now you get to be rich, and everyone else gets to suck it and fight each other over the scraps. Well, the vast, the vast majority of nations on this planet, um, I'm excluding the three sovereigns, uh, have allowed Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and you know uh, none of these things are a problem. I, I disagree. They, they've been powerless to stop it. They haven't allowed it. Well, they have allowed it. They don't. I mean, at, at the very least, they're not trumpeting their power. Uh, you know, trumpeting against their powerlessness. You know, I mean, you. Ian could have done what he did in Canada all fucking day long, and they wouldn't have thrown him in prison. So we think. We think. Um, but he's basically going to prison for you know being an unlicensed money transmitter, and that wouldn't be illegal. And um, you know that's just that. I mean, and so you know, I don't know. I mean, it, these you're you're right. People need to stop going. I don't to know of anybody in Russia or China who've gone to prison, but I've certainly heard them talking shit about cryptocurrencies. The, the mistake needs to be pointed out repeatedly to anybody who will listen that Bitcoin is a next generation technology, and what governments, the United States and other global governments, are attempting to do is shoehorn it into laws made for something that isn't this technology. Right, that's their own fiat currency. Sure. Right, and so like this is where the wrongness occurs, right? By them not understanding what the fuck it is, and maybe they do understand it, and they're like, "Fuck, we could never legislate against this, so we better try and shoehorn it into some shit before we crumble to the ground." Maybe that's what's happening, but if that's not what's happening, then it needs to be pointed out repeatedly that that's where the wrongness occurs. Right. They they're trying to, you know, legislate, uh, you know, jet planes. Right. For boating regulations. Right. It's a technology that it's completely different. Yeah. Does it get people from point A to point B? Maybe it's similar in that fashion. But yep. outside of that, it's completely fucking different. Right. And so for them to attempt to to, you know, shoehorn this new, this amazing technology into shit that already exists well, is it's wrong. A stalling thing. tactic. 
it's just a pure stalling tactic. Like it doesn't even meet the definition of what right. they're and you know, they're trying going to... to grind on that until eventually there's enough rich and powerful people that are like, dude, fucking move it. And when they have bought up just enough for them to be like, aha, we own the technology. Well, unless you know the the, the crumbling of the state accelerates, mm. right? That's you know, uh, I think New Hampshire is in a unique position to come out of something like a sudden collapse of the dollar, the United States, right? Even other, like Canada fucking collapses somehow, right? You know, like New Hampshire's in good shape for that to happen, right? Mexico devolves and somehow, right? Like, okay. But I think New Hampshire is uniquely positioned for that. There's some other states that I think, you know, come in second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. But I think that just having enough libertarian thinkers, voluntarist thinkers here who kind of get the idea and the principle of it, I think that alone has a value that no other state has. I think t- I, I would agree completely. Um, now, the question is, is can libertarians get out of libertarians' ways? Because we if know— If they have enough customers, yes. Maybe. We know how we think. And therefore, when you know somebody talks about this thing or that thing— Like, Ian and I couldn't be closer friends— I think he's his concentration on the secession of New Hampshire is a waste of fucking time. Like yes, there's so many other things that could be done um, with that time and energy and uh, brain power and all and the money that goes into it and all that stuff. You know why the fuck? But he doesn't. I mean, look. And and if he were on the air and he's just sitting over there, he's got a beard. <laughs> by the way. Um, that he would get on and he would yes. eviscerate that point. I'm not saying he'd win, but that point wouldn't stand unchallenged and it would be challenged well. And, you know, like, you know, we can we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth all day long. And the question is, <laughs> sure. is do we waste each other's time right. or do we uh, just get out of the way and do whatever the fuck mm. we're going to do? And then the best, you well, know, the best man well, wins. Well, I think you're missing the entire point. The point is not to secede. The point is to make people imagine freedom. Sure. When the people have imagined freedom, we will no longer need to secede. Once you actually see what's going on, you're like, that's dumb. That's smart. Let's do that. I, I So you're, you're imagining a choice where one currently doesn't exist. And I like that idea because people need to understand that there are choices and we make them all the time. But people often, like I'd like to point out that everybody knows... Everybody who votes knows that they could vote for Ralph Nader or Gary Johnson or whomever. Uh, Fred I, Flintstone. I mean, what would Vermin be the point? Supreme. But you know, like, like, and here I just said it. What would be the point of voting voting for Fred, Fred Flintstone? Um, right, because they imagine it and they realize I am one against many, yeah. and there's no point in it, and there isn't any point in voting for. Joe Biden or for Donald Trump or for Fred Flintstone. There isn't any point at all because Joe, whoever's going to win New Hampshire's four electoral votes likely will win by more than four electoral votes, making New Hampshire irrelevant. But whoever's going to win New Hampshire's four electoral votes isn't going to win by one vote. So if I stay home and work my new uh, blow up doll until she ruptures, I have done way more than if I go and uh, you know take a take an hour break and go vote. 
So I think the the political side of this is actually pretty well uh, established. The point is not to determine the presidency. The point is to direct attention. Well, you had me at there is no point in voting. You'd have just stopped there. <laughs> well, no. The fact that this is situated in who counts as a nominee territory means they either leave that in New Hampshire or they take it away from us. Now, if they take it away from us, they've done the most magnificent advertising for libertarianism that there could be. How so? They're like, well, uh-oh. Pull the spotlight off of these motherfuckers. <laughs> and then when we claim, yeah, this is why they did that, then we have some credibility. Oh, that's they interesting. They can't afford to do that. It would they be. also can't afford to let us keep it because we keep influencing people. I could see the value in some sort of like massive marketing campaign. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of libertarians throw a bunch of money at like some some commercials, you know, a whole bunch of billboards and television time and all that kind of crap and just go on an educational campaign. Right? There's got to be enough cryptocurrency and like libertarian leaning folks in that to like, you know, throw a fund together. Maybe we suggest it to Dash or something. As one of the suggestions for their thing, where they donate to things or make things happen. I don't know. But my point is, is that, like, I love things like the Tuttle Twins and, you know, uh, some people are putting together, like, video classics of the old philosophers. And it's like, you know, Molyneux, right? Like, the people that we knew 20 years or 15 years ago or whatever oh. that... You know, he's the old philosopher, right? Exactly, right. They're the, they're the, and there's Not a bunch of new people right now. But like, so like, it's kind of like uh, the heavy metal I like to listen to is now called classic metal. They've thrown the word classic in front of it just because it's of a certain age. Because we have gray hair. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember my point now. I do this at least once a show, so <laughs> I feel like I've fulfilled my obligation to forget what the hell I was trying to say in the first place. Well, I don't know. That's what happens here on Beard Talk Live. Um, Should we dude, take our break now? Then, well, no. Are you going to come back from it? For fifteen, what's that? Are you going to come back from it? No. Well, no. then fuck off. We're not <laughs> taking a break just yet. We got like fifteen minutes of something, some shit to talk about. Um, I I only stumbled upon this today by accident, and I'm sorry that I did. Uh, I saw what is supposedly a video of uh, God. What the hell's her name? Bobert getting felt up. Yeah. So glorious. Yeah. I I saw I that. Mean, like she's not hiding those boobs at I, all. Well, I want to. I want to call her so good in there. I want to call her Boobert now. Well, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I have no. I idea don't want to talk about this there is at a, all. But here we are. There's a politician. I think she's in the house, mm. and she's family values. She's here tonight, and she <laughs> has. In the house. In the house. She has, uh, you know, she's conservative uh, sorts, family values, and she's a boyfriend. I hate politicians, but she has a couple of redeeming qualities. She certainly (laughs) does. And she was getting felt up in a theater, a dark theater, that supposedly had children in it. Mm. By her boyfriend. I would have presumed. Do you hear those keys a-jingling? And it just makes the and the conservatives. I don't know. I don't know who's upset about it. I, I I'm think not. That it's got to be Democrats that are upset about it because um, you know, like, and they're just pretending to be conservatives or something. Well, I it, know that all conservative women have tits, mm. and they probably have a guy who touches those tits. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is good in the movie theater. This is how we get more people. This isn't ungodly. This is godly uh, as fuck. The, this is how we get people who believe in God. This is one of those moments where I know that this is all just bullshit propaganda that is trying to divide people. Because 
uh, the the thing that I heard was that uh, apparently uh, that her boyfriend is a Democrat. Yes, I think that bothers. And so they're like, some. "You're letting a Democrat touch you." It's like, "Oh my God!" And the Democrats are like, "You're letting a Republican. You're touching a Republican." Oh my God! Like it, this is a divisive moment where they're just going, "Hey, pitchfork people, the torch people are over here." There's a torch person and a pitchfork person. Touch Get each them! Other. Get them! It's Everybody Romeo rally on the on the on the internet and make it go viral that this is evil. That's what they're doing. This is a, a divisive moment, right? ladies and gentlemen. This is the bread and circuses right here. Bingo. Okay. By the way, NBC News, uh, I, I'm going to read this title because I, I don't think I can do it justice otherwise. A beefed up car with a giant bull named Howdy Doody crammed into passenger seat, <laughs> pulled oh. over by Nebraska police. Yeah, we, we talked about this one on a Sunday edition. Oh, you did talk about yeah, it. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, but it, it is. <laughs> did I you mean, get to see the bull? Yeah, I did. Did you see the car? Yeah, I saw the, the car, the but I mean, the bull the is just so <laughs> amazing. Pinkless, have you seen this bull? Yes. It's okay, pretty tell me there is a Tell me there's a sh- fucking shot of an animal that shouldn't be in a car hanging its head out of a car that is awesome. And like the thing and by is, by the way, he has shat all over the back of the car. <laughs> it, 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 like it's like you're going a little fast. Dude, it's your car, my bully tummy. Dude, your car is full of bullshit. You know, <laughs> of course it is. You load up a fucking bull in your car, and you, you're gonna you get, shit, get it, the it's consequences, get in, and hopefully you have a flower garden. I in the article, they discuss you. like how the guy like built a reinforced frame for oh, the yeah. car to like, and this is supposedly completely legal for farm vehicles, right? If you need to make a modification to accommodate your livestock, sure. you are free to do so. You know, within you know whatever to whatever vehicle you have that you're using on your on your farmland, and so. So and it's you can not get a, uncommon. Then the ag plates are real cheap here in New Hampshire. It's $25 for ag plates. Really? And um, I, I had them for years on my truck. Right. You're not allowed to take the vehicle more than 25 miles, and you have to be doing on agricultural business. Not that I necessarily was all the time. Who's going to check? Uh, but, yeah, it's just uh, very, very uh, – it, it's a really great thing, kind of a holdover, and yeah. I recommend it to, to everybody. So the guy, like, you know, kind of in the uh, in the spirit New of... New surveillance video shows Congresswoman vaping in theater. In in the spirit of Killdozer, right, this guy modified his, what was it, like a Cutlass or a, uh, a Cadillac or something? So that the bull could, like, ride Oh, I'd go with Cadillac basically. if you were going to put, like, an absurd yeah. amount of weight on a thing. Yeah. And it, and it held up. I'm sorry, what was that, Mark? I'm just watching this Bobert gal. Um, Getting felt up. Yeah, well, there's over that. and over and over. Yeah. It's not what we do here. Beer jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Never mind that Trump doesn't believe Epstein killed himself. Like, like I, He doesn't. Or no he, no, he officially does believe that Epstein killed himself. Hold he, on, what? Yeah, it was, I thought that he said that he th- thought he did. No, 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 no. He did the fucking politician-y thing where you like ask him a question. He distracts the absolute shit out of you for like five minutes. And then at the very end, he tells Tucker Carlson, yes, I believe he killed himself. And Tucker just fucking laughs at him. He's like, you're serious? Okay. Everybody, it's, it's yes, the I world's believe he first, killed himself. Okay, yes. It's the world's first agreed upon conspiracy theory. Yeah. And Trump doesn't believe it. Okay. So, yes. What if, hypothetical, like, alternate future... <laughs> RFK ends up on a debate stage and points oh, that out. It's great. I'm so tired. Like it's so early in the like political season. It to, isn't. Like, 
know who the fuck is who. And it's like, not. No, I I don't want to be. I can't opt out of being bombarded that, with this bullshit. I get that you don't want to be bombarded. Politics but isn't me, optional. Let let okay. So it seems. Before we go any further, you need to understand that the that the Democrats will have chosen who the Democrat is, and the Republicans will have chosen the Republican who the Republican is by when. Who cares? Super Fucking Tuesday. Now. Oh, super. Oh, you not mean just officially. regular Tuesday. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you mean officially? It's super Tuesday. Well, I don't know. Uh, like you know, at that point there will be you'll be on rails, and it's you just over and done with. Stick mm-hmm. me in the eye. I got it, poker. man. You don't like I mean, it, but you're gonna get a fucking president in November of next year. I've been getting one every you know however every often four years. You're gonna get one. Yeah, we've been presidented without lube. It's for... not like I'm advocating for it. I'm only talking about reality, and. In that reality, so right now, this is September the 16th, 2023, we're less than six months from the moment in time when the Democrat and the Republican, and it will be a Democrat or a Republican. It's still fucking six months away? It's less than six months. So it's January, <sighs> December, November, October, so we're four and a half months. Stab me in the face every time he says a month. Yeah, I mean that's not even that bad. That's that's generally how political season. Now there'll be a lot more after that, <laughs> but that's when I, the fat lady like, has cleared her like throat. You said political season, and I yeah. had a different thought for a second. <laughs> why can't we shoot him? <laughs> I was actually thinking why can't I was thinking we have about like, uh, you telling me that Honduras, used to... where we just freak out for a week and go back to our lives. Well, in Honduras, uh, we have a uh, we have a. A thing where if we hear somebody talking U.S. politics in the bar, we uh, put our spoon against our glass and go, hey, 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 hey. God, I wish people would do that. It's not acceptable conversation in Neptunes. Uh, Neptune? Neptunes is uh, the bar that uh, at Coral Beach. I'm like, whoa. Approve. Are are aliens really real? Is Mark from Neptune? We talked about aliens. We definitely (laughs) covered those. I have an opinion. Of course you do, because you're market. Trotting out the paper mache One aliens, be prepared to get no, no, fucked. I, 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 <laughs> Dude, different... I, love it. I love it. It proved positive that we really are at the bottom of trust in institutions. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, A, no, we, we don't are. care. Yeah. B, we don't fucking trust you even if we did give a shit. Right. I had a different image of um You're going to have to give me season. an alien liver for me to believe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and even then, I'm going to, like, taste it just to be fucking... <laughs> like, I'm going to figure out... How how to genomically sequence just so I can find out if you bullshit me. Until then, like, uh, if let me shake an alien's hand. Tell you what, I'll call it then. I well, Ian has. Um, oh no, I have actually. Uh, Ian managed to give the, uh, the 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 hairy hand to Joe Biden, oh. but I have had a, a shape shifting lizard juice uh, hand right in my hand. <laughs> So the reason I have a different image pop up in my head when when you said political season is because uh, your most famous quote to me, or the one I remember the most, was that uh, somehow you had named like your your pigs, uh, <laughs> politicians' name, and you yeah. and you like it, it helps with the killing. It helps me when I shoot them in the head. <laughs> and I laughed so hard the first time he said that I was just on the floor, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's I was like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. He has. Had to, you know, slaughter a herd, to, you know, in time to, you know, uh, make them into meat. The most I did in one day was three. Man, it is a lot of work to do a pig. Yeah. But, and it's the reason I don't do it anymore is. Have you ever done a, I don't a, like killing a my deer? Friends. What? Have you ever done a deer? Like venison? I guess I haven't. Okay. 
I've, I've just, certainly been talked to. I've done it with a. I've I've slaughtered a lot of pigs with a lot of people who have slaughtered a lot of deer. Yeah. But no. Okay. D- I just uh, wonder pigs what the and chickens. I guess what the level of difficulty Duck. is between pig and deer. Like if it's similar. Pig is really fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's a there's a layer right. of deer of blubber. are very thin. And they're very or lean, lean, at least. Yeah. And so to skin a pig is a lot easier because you just have to go, you just have to run a, a very sharp knife. Um, they use these scalpel blades, and God, those knives are wonderful. And you just slide it through the fat, and it really goes pretty fast. Yeah, uh, humans are built the same way. Uh, it's an aquatic mammal trait, mm. like uh, humans, pigs, dolphins, whales, like any time where you've got like it was a land creature and then it got back in the water and started developing water traits after land. Uh, that's when you get uh, fat that had developed in the muscles because uh, you have to have that source of energy to move around land. Uh, and it was just more useful being put on the outside because your hair doesn't do shit. No, no, no. I think it does for like otters, but not for right. us. Right. You, you you do one or the other. You either stop bothering or you figure out a way to keep to make it keep water out or uh, go with the water. Perfectly. I have read yeah. it's been a long time, uh, but I've read sort of arguments that humans came out of the water. Um, right. I mean, maybe that's why the chimps have hair and we well, don't. No, I mean, I think aquatic ape. I think. Yeah. I think all life kind of came out of the water. Right? Well, yes. yeah, but much more recently. We went back for seconds. Is uh, at least, and I will absolutely uh, argue the aquatic ape theory. Okay. Uh, uh, primarily due to this, I'm I'm controlling my breath. Okay. And it's the only thing that can do that. Uh, aquatic mammals are the thing that controls their breath. What about like, uh, the, dogs? Can the, control their breath? No. No, uh, their their I've breath is the air passages of my dog before. Their, yeah, their breath is entirely whales? emotionally controlled. What about whales? Okay, uh, whales can. That's why they do songs. Yeah, whales and like are dolphins. not why, but uh, how they how do they songs. Do, right. Okay. All right. I mean, a dolphin basically is a whale. So uh, right, but I'm I'm just thinking of other animals with the capacity or ability to control yeah. their breath. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, consider Coco the monkey. The reason that we didn't uh, teach that one to speak is because it had no breath control, but could control hands. So we taught sign language to it. Right. But yeah, a cat, Her. a dog, any of those, uh, there any of them that haven't gone back for seconds in the water don't have any breath control that they can just uh, turn on and off. Did anyone teach it the bird, the middle finger? Yes. I'm sure. And, and did it use it profusely? Uh, yes. She loved in, her kitties. In the appropriate cir- circumstances. Really? Yeah. That's great. T- completely appropriately. I like that. So given yeah. somebody the bird is a, 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 a mammalian instinct, or at oh, least yeah. a, a primate instinct. Oh, yeah. And, and just like uh, the verbal version of it, 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 it just taps into that uh, lizard brain. That reptilian complex is the technical term for it that's at the very center of our emotional core. Nowhere near your like language circuit on the very outside. So what you're saying is everybody's a reptilian person? Uh, yes. That's sad. Well, it's uh, it's how we fuck and eat and don't get eaten. No, I mean that it's like that's like, the whole that's the whole design of the system. That it's like there's this reptilian narrative to like the lizard people and all that kind of thing. But then like well, now we're talking about the science of humanity and how it, it interconnects. Yeah. Uh, uh, Humans go through every stage of evolution during our gestation. And during the time where we are most like a lizard is where the or the reptilian complex develops. And it uh, deals with... So at the very core, you have just like pure motivation and attention, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do, I lo- what do I look at? What am I doing? You're, you're orienting reflex. And right. it is. It's uh, knock you on the knee reflex. So 
on the on the outside to make that complicated is the reptile side of things where you go is it trying to eat me am i trying to eat it should we fuck those and, are questions your brain's asking all the time yes yeah multiple times per minute sometimes depending on who you are and how young you are yeah i it's been a long time since i've thought about that uh aquatic ape theory and i can't believe i've just sidelined it i mean yeah. i i mean it's been it's probably been a decade since i've thought about it and i liked that theory at one point can't believe i just put it out of my head uh, i mean like i think i just accepted it i'm like yep i like that one right it's so weird kind of like I went that's with probably the map, why the scientists right? don't don't yeah. talk Dude, about it what's much. fucked up is their arguments on this is nope it explains too much too easily uh, yeah, seriously, it's like, nope, isn't it's that too how, convenient of an explanation. No, isn't that how an explanation works? You mean it's parsimonious, works? motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the scientific thing that we're trying to do with our theories of reality? Parsimony? You mean somebody was able to reduce it to a bunch of words that I can not only comprehend, but understand and repeat? This is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, now you make simple shit that right? makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We don't do that in the scientific community. We do peer review. What's that phrase that keeps getting thrown around online all the time? Make it make sense. Well, uh, well it does. We can't make it make more sense. Can we? <laughs> I don't know. But I find it rare that there are things that uh, humankind sort of rejects the explanation of mm. from time to time. You know. Yes, we do. And and they're happy to do it, especially if it's something new, something they don't understand. They're happy to, you know, hurl all sorts of evil at it uh, until. You know, at some point they have uh, an epiphany. We're like, oh, we get it now. Oh, yeah, okay, we shouldn't do that as a society. Sadly, I think it has to little be. Little by little, yeah. and all at once. Yeah, I think it's it's mostly generational when it comes to that. I don't understand these crazy fucking kids and what they're doing with the th Like, you know, our parents used to look down at us like, these kids and their marijuana, holy shit. You know, and then like, now right. everybody's like, weed's cool, man. Right. You know? I mean, it really... There was a there was a turning point and it happened not too long ago yeah, where yeah. it's like in the last decade or you something can't maybe arrest somebody and put them in prison for this shit right there are literally still people in prison for marijuana and, though and and the laws still reflect that you can go to prison for that yeah depending on where you're at and which state you're in and whether or not they're going to ignore the federal government but it has become societally uh, taboo for anyone to get in trouble for weed now. Right. And that's a generational change that couldn't have happened with, you know, whatever the generation in the last 10 years or so that just died off. Right. I don't think that could have happened in society. Right, There's too much you know, old think, if you will. Right. It's important for people uh, as they get older to remember that, you know, they may be set in their ways Right, keep an open mind from time to time. Oh. And I know they fucking hate to give that up because they're drug dealers. I know dealers. I do. I no, mean, no, ultimately, I mean, just as an old I mean, guy. they are the big pharma slash doctor uh, academia system. No, I'm talking like, about people. Though. Oh. Like, you know, uh, sometimes as people age, they tend, like the, the science has even proven that they, they don't learn at the same pace and it's more, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks has some validity uh, from the scientific perspective. Um, but... I think that because we see these intergenerational changes, these societal changes that happen sort of even though government still exists, right? This marijuana thing mm. shouldn't like we should probably like dwell on it for just a second to where you're right. Society has just chosen at some point over the last decade or so that, OK, it's no longer cool for you to arrest people for weed. Doesn't matter where you're at. Most places now like 
you know, they're not throwing you in jail for a joint, right? If they pull you over or you're in a park or, you know, you're at a party or something. I wonder how, and, and as a result, I'd be curious as to how many cars get tossed now compared to 10 years ago. Because, you know, that's all they wanted to find 10 years ago. Just just looking for a roach, man. Yep. Just looking for a roach. And then I, you know, I've done it. Yep, told you he was a drug user. Right, yeah. Could have been kind of come off somebody's shoe that had the left the car. drug user. There was a roach in his ashtray. Right. Yeah. And now I don't think you're going to get, I think it's just silly. I think it is even, you know, it's just considered silly. And I think, like, the majority of people now consider it silly as well. Like, oh, yeah, the law's still there, but whatever. You know, and and the police use their what discretion? Like with something I beg them to do all of the time. Yeah. Like use your discretion, bitches. Are, <laughs> are they using their discretion? I mean, a lot of places have put in policies about making it like the least prosecutable thing that yep. they do. So from even even if somebody did give you a ticket for it, like the odds of them actually prosecuting you for that ticket are so low that it's probably never going to happen. Right? They're not even going to file the paperwork. It's going to remain the lowest priority. And we already know they can't get done half the shit people think they're supposed to be doing anyway, right? So it goes without saying. But, like, societally, like, this has been a mental shift from at least when I was growing up, man. I remember, you know, somebody would spark up in the car and you look to your left and look to your right and, like, behind you and in front of you. Be like, All right, dude, pass it over, man. Right? Remember you know? when Cheech and Chong ate that bag of weed? <laughs> I mean, like, you know. I remember when I watched that movie. <laughs> they ate a bag of weed because they thought the cop was going to pull them over or seeds or something. And that shit was real. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, yeah. I was always brave about it. I'm like, fuck Dude, this. I'm going to, you know, like. Check this shit. Uh, New York developed this uh, 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 strain that didn't need the sunlight. Really? Because there were so many New Yorkers that flushed their seeds or just their pot when it, you know, had a bunch of fucking seeds in it. So you ended up with this uh, natural selection of like, okay, well, there's no fucking light down here, but there's all these chemical uh, processes and sooner or later you ended up with some seeds that could grow a plant that could use the chemical processes to feed itself and that fucker grew so big that it blocked up their entire sewage system and they had to remove it <laughs> oops wow that's that a is great how many story. seeds got uh got flushed well yeah I, i'll bet <laughs> and how much they yeah yeah you had yeah. to cheese it the cops <laughs> yeah this is one of those examples that uh makes me think about uh how a mankind's hubris is such that he thinks he he has conquered Mother Nature. No, no, no. You, you without maintenance, without steady maintenance, mankind has not conquered Mother Nature. <laughs> right. right? Uh, if 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 like a city were obliterated, right? Uh, what was the the Russian city with the bomb? Chernobyl. Uh, Chernobyl. Thank you. That city was obliterated. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, but they had the nuclear, nuclear power, plant. power plant meltdown. Yeah. Uh, that city was like everybody get the fuck out, right? Obliterated, if you will, right? And it's Mother taking, Nature it's taking it back. Mother Nature just sort of came out of the ground and through the moisture and like whatever was there. And you know, you heard reports of like you know radioactive dogs or whatever stuff like that. Uh, but like for the most part, just you know, mankind got out and wouldn't go back in because dangerous. And so human or Mother Nature was just like, we'll just take over. We'll grow plants. <laughs> And Excuse we'll me. we'll restore some wildlife, and birds will make their home here again, and there'll be wild rabbits and critters and foxes and, you know, whatever, right? So, like, <laughs> and that happened, what, in my lifetime, right? It, you know, that was like a 50-year turn, right? 
I don't know when Chernobyl actually occurred. It's got to gotta be. It's even more, even less than that, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's how quickly Mother Nature will replace humans. <laughs> right? If humans decide to wipe themselves out, it's going to take, like, maybe 50 years for Mother Nature long, to, like, yeah. To like just sort of take over everything. Uh, within you know a couple hundred years, mm. there won't be a fucking trace of us left. So I think you're describing a circumstance where a body uh, grows over its own ner- uh, nervous system. Sure. How's that work? Well, so I mean, it's uh, it's fractal. I mean, uh, your your cells form your organs. Your organs work together to form your body, and you are also part of a larger system. I'm not sure that, that humanity is growing. Nature is, is growing nature's... humans in the same way that an apple tree grows apples. Right, but I'm it's not part sure of the that organism. humans are nature's nervous system. I mean, it it seems pretty obvious to me that like communicating of signal is the thing that we are amazing at. Okay, but do we communicate the signal for Earth to operate? I don't I don't know that we yeah. do. We barely communicate enough signal for well us to operate with each other. Well, I mean, uh, as you utilize the available circumstances, the most profitable way of doing so is to make them work together. So if you bring the world into greater harmony of life forms, then yeah, that is exactly like what signals do in your body. Like uh, your your intestine is sending this signal to send this to like, oh, I need this gland to pour this thing on here because I've got this uh, particular kind sure. of chemical yeah, going on. Yeah, this is how systems right. work. What is that? What's the effect of that? Oh, well, it calms down the area and makes it a more orderly and like uh, synthesizing place, uh, uh, synergetic rather. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it a greater synergy. In the same way, uh, humans communicating with each other and figuring things out is the same way that your nervous system figures out your your guts, and it makes it more uh, congruent. I would like to believe that humankind are here to make Earth better, right? That'd be great. But, I mean, like, I've made it no secret that I'm a fan of, like, the the Native American philosophy of of Earth. That is that uh, you don't own any of it, Right. Property, they they believed in property. They were like, oh, I took this stick and I wrapped this sharpened stone around it to create an axe. And now this axe is mine. And everybody respected that and knew that. And like, you know, dad could hand it down to his son and, you know, all that kind of crap, right? So this, you know, they, they knew what property was. It was the mixing of their labor with something else in nature to make it theirs, right? A, a tool, all that kind of stuff. But they didn't believe that you could like, Carve out like a five-acre lot and call it yours. Well, as far as the tool making goes, that would make us like bone cells, because uh, I mean, your bones basically are your body using technology, and I mean, they do way outlast the cells. I'm I'm just saying that if human beings wanted to cooperate with the Earth, I think that they were on a better path than what humanity actually took. Well, that's a matter of how healthy is our organism. Like the the more we fuck with each other. And the more we uh, embrace our, our, our anti-life with each other, the more fucked up the organism of human beings is going to be. And the more that we figure out how to stop pissing each other off so much yeah. and do really cool shit for each other because we like doing cool shit and figuring out how to show each other the cool shit, the more that we move in the direction of health of the organ of the organism of humankind. And that's going to result in a, a more harmonious earth. We should probably uh, get to taking the break. So uh, I usually play some music, and today is no different from those other days. 
We'll be back well, in about. I'll bid everyone adieu. We'll we'll be back in about How ten minutes. Sands <laughs> the edge, but that's okay. We sold you the whole seat. You don't need the edge. <laughs> <laughs>
really glad that this album was remixed and remastered. That uh, we were listening to Guar Battle Maximus. It's the last album they put out with their original lead singer, uh, Dave Brocky, also known as Odorous Urungus, uh, was that man. And so they put the album out, and like at the time, I was just like, "Holy shit, Guar put out a smoking fucking metal album." This is awesome. I'm so right. glad. And then uh, Brocky died, and then I just st- kind of stopped listening to Guar because, like, you know, sadness or whatever. And they've made their way back into my rotation over time because they're an awesome band and they will never be forgotten. Uh, but they recently, after releasing uh, a couple other efforts since Brocky died, they recently remixed and remastered uh, Battle Maximus and then and put, like, a bonus song that didn't make it on the original release you know so they included that in the remix and you know so it's a a, i'm usually not a fan of these kinds of things right like i prefer the original mix and master of megadeth's peace cells but who's buying for nostalgic purposes Mm. right uh rather and later on i heard a remastered version of that i'm like yeah it's cleaner and crisper and like but like i it's not the song i remember Right. And it's a, yeah, you, you. Damn it, half the flavor of this is nostalgia. Yeah, you, you, you threw a bunch of Windex on it and made it shinier and brighter and, you know, like more sonically, you know, in tune with the scientific. That's why I don't curve, usually the like the Fletcher uh, Munson curve of your hearing or whatever the fuck it that's is. That's why I don't usually like live albums. It's like, okay, I, I remember this particular version of this thing and that's got the, the gloss of right. the album memory the, on right, it. Right, yeah. And, like, I would love to go to a concert because that's an experience. You have this, like, it, it, it's a religious experience. Yeah. And it's designed to be such. You have a whole bunch of people with all of their attention directed on this narrative. It really is and, a religious experience, yeah. And you interact with them in the way that you feel moved to interact with them. And it is an unusual way. It's not what you do in your ordinary life. Yeah, I like uh, I like in... Um, spontaneous dancing right when a group of people get in for whatever whether it's music being played or you know what i mean they're celebrating something whatever it is people you know will will start dancing and like that is a uh, that is a collective phenomena that you know has multiple meanings for multiple people right people consider it an art to be good at doing that you know i'm not good at doing that but people do dance and like sometimes people come together and like spontaneously dance right so, you know, what is that? Uh, what what does that show? What does that say about people that this happens? That it's part of us. I mean, the ability to recognize things that are congruent on multiple levels is is part of that thing that calls to you of your best self, and that's where music resonates. Like you, you just recognize it. It's, I think uniquely human. It's, now it, yes, whales have their yes. songs, and uh, every animal has their uh, communications and all that. But like the way that a human recognizes music uh, corresponds to the best way of living our life and the best way of ordering our thoughts, where the many levels and layers of things work together. Do other mammals uh, celebrate collective achievements? Like, I don't know, uh, do beavers, when working, you know, with other beavers to build a dam, when they're done building the dam, do they, like, high-five each other, buy them a beer? I mean, like, 
is there exhibits of celebration amongst other animals when a collective achievement is you know sort of unlocked? No doubt. Uh, like what? Yeah, especially especially uh, mammals. It's very common. I mean, it's not unique oh, to humans. Oh, you want to see one that's like really similar? Look at uh, chimpanzees. Like they have this whole like economy system that runs on meat. Uh, cooked meat? Hmm? Raw meat? Oh no, no, they don't. They don't have fire. They're not humans. No, that's like honestly our distinguishing feature. Fire. We are way too cool with fire. That's why we I, are about to get sucked into screens. Uh, we're, we're way too cool with fire. It's bizarre. You're supposed to run from dangerous shit like that. Instead, we look at lightning and we're like, can I put that in my fingertips? <laughs> uh, that's the uh, that's the conquered part, I think, of mankind, right? Uh, I tell people this from time to time. I have figured out the meaning and purpose of human life. Hmm. It's two things, breed and conquer. Mm. I, well, I like, think it's more uh, articulate than that, but yeah. But no, I mean, if you have to narrow it down to just two simple well, things that humanity does and does pretty good, they breed pretty good and they conquer pretty good. Those are the two things humanity does, mm. so it seems. Well, and... The, the weird problem is that uh, electricity acts like it's alive. And that conquer is appropriate to things that aren't alive. Well, right, to tame a thing, right? Well, so that's what, the thing. what like, I'm thinking in this context. Taming a thing right? is a kind of communication. Uh, like, honestly, I think that's how the organism grows. So humans suck at digesting things. It's literally how we recognize each other. Like, we were talking about uh, uh, symmetry earlier, right? Yep, yep. Uh, we fucking love little waists, all of us, just in different ways. So, like, uh, the little waist, big hips, and just the, like, sure, oh, yeah, they've got that nice, like, triangle right. shape to the body. Like, and the reason that, like, a pot belly is kind of, uh, is uh, that's what all the chimps look like, because they need big-ass fucking digestive systems, because their meat's not cooked, and because they don't cook their other food, like... A lot of it's hard to get at if you don't cook it. Okay. Right. So we're the thing that harnessed the fire. What's that Billy Joel song? <laughs> he didn't start the fire. <laughs> right. It was always burning since the world's been toining. So speaking of the world turning. Well, well, hang on, hang on. Hmm. Isn't um uh, the the domestication of like a horse? Hmm. You know, for the purpose of riding and pulling the buggy and the carriage, is, is that a violation of the nap? Uh, no. Why not? Uh, first and foremost, because they're not uh, uh, moral actors. The tamers or the horses? Horses. Horses are, have no moral agency. Uh, they, they don't have the imagination. Right. They don't sit around going, man, right. we just built so, our own ranch. So it's really unfortunate, but people only give this particular weight to moral uh, system and not to beauty systems. And systems of beauty are actually why we know it's fucking awful if you kick the puppy. Yeah. Like, we all know that. Baxter! Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I can't put you in jail for that, but you fucking suck, man. The hell is wrong with you? I don't want to be around you. You haven't violated me. We don't need to go to court. But gross. 
Right. That's aesthetics. And aesthetics are fucking important. Like, they're the reason that we get not dead is so we can make pretty shit and know the way that the things work and see it for all of its wacky, ineffable beauty. That's, a, that's another thing is, um, do other, uh, I mean, like, I know that human beings can look at stuff that other creatures do and, and have a thought about it and be like, oh, that's beautiful or whatever. But, like, my question isn't that. Is like, do non-human beings on planet Earth create art no 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 okay no uh it's uh so art is a human construct so in addition to fire what humans have is uh abstracts symbols yes like uh, a symbol is a uniquely human thing we're the only ones that do it lots of animals use signs and and tools but symbols are, are another uniquely human thing. Yeah. It, it goes with that imagination. And that's the thing. Uh, for the same reason that a minor cannot sign a contract that is legally binding in everyone's understanding of that legalese yeah. is the very reason that you don't have a, a, a moral system with animals is because they are incapable of having the imagination of themselves. They can't self-reflect in order to do that. And in the same way, children haven't gained that neurological capacity and figured out how to integrate it into their lives until a certain point. I really hate the thought of somebody kicking a puppy. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It That's the, the carrot, is the world where we don't kick puppies. Yeah. Like, the, the where we do evil to each other, that's the stick. Move to New Hampshire. Let's not kick any more puppies. Well, we're going to provide a place so rich that no one even feels the need to. We get along so well, and there's so much peace. I don't know if I can provide that for anybody, but, you know. No, I think that's what good currency does. It, it could You have happen. to wait for it to take the—it's uh, a simple doubling thing. We are watching something attain uh, an infinite value from zero. And yes, it wobbles all over the fucking place, but it's a predictable doubling. Because it is, an, uh, so long as we keep repeating, uh, here are the rules, and it cuts in half like this. Right. As long as we keep saying, lower supply, okay, we all agreed, lower supply, right. cool. It's baked into the thing, that's how it should work. And as long as you keep doing that, it's just going to keep doing that. What I like is that that's been the case, right? I I would like for, you know, I don't know, hurry up already, right? It's, <laughs> like, it's monetizing from zero. Uh, it's kind of weird that, that this thing ends up being a, a straight uh, arithmetic increase. Yeah. That's fucking weird. I did not see that coming. Yeah. I really thought we were going to go parabolic, and oh, there was going to be that uh, uh, singularity moment. I, I don't profess to know what's going to happen. Um, I have my belief of, of what will happen, and it's similar. Uh, I just, you know, uh, come on, hurry up, man. <laughs> you know? Poking it with a stick. Let's, let's go, Bitcoin, you know. Well, people keep fucking believing in these things, telling them not to use it. I was thinking about this, that uh, uh, for for Gen X, right, and I don't want to, I hate using these generational fucking titles. I think it's divisive. It's 
the generational titles are somebody's somebody else's bullshit put forward to like make us like think less of each other based on your age group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like fuck off, you know. Uh, we don't need that kind of pressure. Just forget about that shit. Mm. Uh, but that being said, if I have to put a you know a, a term to it, um, I I would say that you know obviously I'm a Gen Xer, and I feel that uh, I was an early adopter for my generation, right? Mm-hmm. Most of my generation, they were just regular-ass consumers adopting when the market demanded, right? I was a little ahead of the curve, right? And I kinda, that's kind of how I made my money. I was staying ahead of the curve, and then I would teach it back, right? I'd learn some shit, and then I'd teach it back. I'd learn some new shit, and then teach it back. Um, that's largely the exchange that I made in every employment situation or business situation I've been in, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, hold, hold, hold and on, so, wanna, but but what I'm saying right. is that I already feel, even though I consider myself an early adopter, that mm. I'm no longer this early adopter. That has like passed me by at 51 years of age. That I'm I'm saying that has passed me. I'm no longer mm. an early adopter, right? I'm late to the game to a bunch of stuff uh, at this point because just tech has just moved so fast, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm like, oh shit, I got to focus yeah, somewhere. Like, uh, there were opportunities for me if I'd figured out how to code before uh, search engines came along. Right. But that has passed me by. And I'm thinking that, uh, like, like there's 12-year-olds right now that can, you know, out-tech any of us, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I, you know, whether they're listening or not, I have no idea, but they, they probably exist, and they understand it all already, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that, like, I can't really wrap my head around <laughs> from time to time either, that human beings... Uh, can pick up technology faster uh, as the generations go on, mm. right? Like like they can absorb more of it, you know, or at least the use of it, right, than they could the previous generation, or at least so has been true for every generation up until now. Well, so get this shit. Uh, at some point, we're going to pass the point where coding is uh, a near natural language, and all of that, like, imagination that you used to have about, like, the comic book world and what superpowers would do what, things like that can be applied to, hey, we can actually make an effect in the real world. What if we program this like this? And all of that creative potential moves through the selection process of the market. Ah, uh, what a nice dream. would be great. Well, I wish that could happen. Well, I mean, how good are kids at smartphones? I mean, way smarter than, than me, you know, at this right. point, right? I mean, I, I've seen it, man. You just, like, go out in public and, like, you know, do some people watching and, like, watch interactions uh, as you just walk down the street somewhere and you pick up an amazing amount of information and, like, holy crap, man. Like, parents are, by and large, asking their kids to help them. It's kind of mm-hmm. like... It reminds me of back in my day. Right? Mm-hmm. I'll go all, you know, grandpa kick ass here for a minute. Uh, a little nostalgia, right? I'm older than the the VCR, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't even know what the fuck that is. Early video playback devices. You used and, to have these things called tapes. <laughs> they, yeah. It's crazy. It's a physical media. And, yeah, you had to transport it and haul it and all that kind of stuff. So, But to be fair... Uh, it was digitally encoded. But what I'm saying is, like, the VCR came along and a bunch of people got them. And, like, I was the kid in the family or families uh, in which I participated in uh, who was always like, why is it flashing 12 all the time? And 
I, like I can fix that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. And then I got known as like the kid in the family who can fix that. Right. right. And like he's pretty smart. He read the manual, <laughs> right? Like they never said that part. They just say he's pretty <laughs> smart. He figured out how to unflash the twelve or whatever. And like all I did was like literally open the manual and go set clock. And like what time is it? Five forty-five. Okay, here we go. Boom, done. Right, no longer I saw that book. You know? Thought about it. Then I saw a bunch of characters on it, and I went, no fucking way. So that just continued for a while, and the internet came. No, along. no, I, I, I remember being able to just you look at it and push the buttons. <laughs> well, uh, it wasn't quite that easy, but frequently you could figure out a pattern to it all as tech progressed. But yeah. fast forward, you know, some time, uh, and that just repeated itself. Except that now I was getting information from the internet instead of from a manual about how to do things. Right, and I made a career out of that, just staying a step ahead of whatever was turning into the consumer demand, staying a step ahead of it, right? And and the, those industries within that is sort of where I made uh, my my salary mm. at the time. Uh, so uh, adoption is really like <laughs> I I'm impatient, right? I hmm. want more adoption, right? Like nothing powers this thing like more people. Uh, you know, oh, getting that's, at it. You so, know what I mean? So uh, every great joy comes with a great sadness. And part of the great sadness of this cycle is I get to watch everyone give a shit at the worst possible fucking time. Yeah. Predictably. Cycle after cycle. Yeah. Yep. It's true. I wish, like, <laughs> I wish there was a piece of music. No, that's not. No, it's <laughs> Totally true. Just over and I, I over. Agree with you. Yeah. Human beings are. And then most people are going to rage quit at the worst possible fucking time. It's weird. Like, human beings understand cycles, but they can't sort of manage their own cycles properly. Right. Uh, you know, generational cycles for sure. Right. And we just talked about the like the difference between a 12 year old and a 51 year old in terms of. Uh, being able to learn a new trick, right? The 12 year old is going to, you know, and the 50, 51 year old is going to be like, what's going on, man? I don't understand, right? Be like trying to teach your parents how to how to use a, an app <laughs> on their phone, you know? I'm older than apps, mm. right? And that's kind of where tech, I kind of noticed tech was sort of getting away from me. I was internet, mm. computer, browser, right? I'd, I'd learned all this information, and suddenly that didn't mean anything anymore. Everything was an app on your phone on the magic rectangle. And I was like, I resisted. I'm like, no, I won't move to the magic rectangle. And then I did. I moved right into the magic rectangle. Well, and as it moves a uh, user interface, there's still like uh, a flow chart of most likely to solve most problems, right? But the neat thing about integrating the uh, AI, quote unquote, the vocal circuit to the technology is that we can just bypass a whole shit ton of that. And we can just all be like the old fogey that has no idea how this operates <laughs> and tells Junior to do this. Uh, and, it, and it works. Yeah, and it, the, junior good. goes through the flow chart. And if Junior can't fix it, we call in like a human that knows the things. Before there was wireless remote control. Over your objects, your stereo at home, or you know lights, even mm. uh, that kind of a thing. Before that existed, I was a human remote control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I go change the channel. Put it on this. Oh, it's time for this. Go turn the. You know, and so you know, 
jump. How high? Yes, change the channel. Right. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one. I know that children everywhere, there was a period of time when children everywhere were the remote control for their parents' televisions. Oh, yeah. When they were watching whatever, you know. That's why you have kids. Don't have to mow the damn lawn anymore. <laughs> here's here's a an example of decentralization uh, improving something for me. Uh, when when TV went from just broadcast to cable television, right? Before cable television existed, there was like three stations mm-hmm. that you could get in your area. And if the president was on, your night was fucked. Then, then cable TV came along and suddenly there were tens and then eventually hundreds and then thousands. And then, well, the internet came along and now it's basically unlimited. Like your cable TV probably You're skipping the you. part where the FCC said, these are our hundreds and no more. Well, well, but we could actually have more sensitive equipment that divides the frequency even more. No! Our channels. I mean, okay. Well, we use this like one way of doing things and have infinite channels. But, but now, like most things you can see on demand, you don't have to. So my point is, is that I'm from a time when if you wanted to see the next episode of The A-Team... Right, you had to be home at Friday night at a seven o'clock or whatever fucking time, eight eight p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. right? Something I don't know what time, but like well, they always announced a time, and like if you missed it or you were late, you you got screwed out of why, and you didn't know when you were able to see that episode again. You were a slave to the time in which shit was broadcast. Now, mankind has freed itself from this by now moving to mostly on-demand uh, entertainment. We'll call it programming. Right, and I think this is a net win for humanity mm-hmm. because humanity is finally adopting the "I will grab the 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 media when I need it, the information when I need it" uh, model instead of allowing it to be fed to them. Right, I think mankind is is successfully making that switch based on the fact that uh, television was improved upon by the network effect. Mm-hmm. Right, the cable TV, and the cable TV was the early backbone for what we all now call the internet. And those things combined now make it so humanity can be more sort of on purpose than ever when selecting their entertainment and information. And this is a net win, I think, for humanity. It's a move that's unheralded, right? It just sort of happened. It just sort of went by and everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, I guess it is cool that I can, you know, if I miss a, you know, something's going to air Thursday night or whatever, you like you miss it Thursday night, you know you can go get it the next day or, you know, within hours after it aired. Yeah, it's weird, but I can look back on the peak of power of, you know, the worst of humanity. Like, no, that was it. That was the moment when there was like three stations of this uh, uh, box that glows that literally puts you into a receptive uh, state, like changes your brainwaves. The hypnobox. Right. And only three channels. They're fucking with me subliminally. And they all told the same story. Like, that was it. That was the peak. That was the greatest control that they've ever had over the human mind. And, of course, you know, the standard expectation that you're just going to hand over your children once they've, like, presumably stopped vomiting so much. (laughs) And we will fill them with our propaganda for over a decade. Like, that was it. That was, like... That was the pinnacle of control. 
And since then, it's just been downhill for them. What other training program for what other type of organization requires you to go through 12 years? <laughs> right? It doesn't exist. It's laughable. Right. Right. That anything takes 12 years, right, to teach. Right. Well, I'm sure they've got something. I'm just saying that uh, humankind has already proven that, like, you know, uh, John Taylor Gatto even was like, you could teach basic reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, you know, no time flat. In, yeah. in a matter of weeks or something, months or whatever. But, like, I know he rated it in hours or something. But whatever it is, it was a very small period of time. It was less than a year. And uh, it certainly was not 12 of them. Right. Right. Uh, so, like, humans learn at a pace faster than supposed public schools teach. Mm-hmm. And that, in and of itself, is a big red flag to me. Mm-hmm. Well, so basically, this was them having to pay the piper. So, the reason that they got women to surrender their children was so they could enter the workforce. Like, that's what this has always been. Such it's a just, genius move. It's too. just state childcare. Let's move from a, a one-earning earner household to a two-earner household immediately. Right. Let's let's champion for divorce. Let's, you know, legislate a whole bunch of shit that now, oh, now we've doubled our fucking tax base. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, that's brilliant. Well, but it's... But also evil. I mean, don't get well, me wrong. Like, math, I'm like, holy fuck, that's how they pulled the wool over on everybody. But it's also short-sighted. Well, okay, but it's a, it's a fucking bastard thing to do. Oh, yeah, they of course. They're the bastardest bastards man. that ever bastarded bastardom. Like, that's what happens eventually when a uh, warrior culture degrades. Yeah, they become the bastardest bastards that ever bastarded bastarding. And now they've... So the way that they jingled the keys was the ultimate key jingle. Make you actually wealthy. And yeah, you can fuck with it and steal like almost all of it. But in order for it to work, you have to actually let the people get wealthy. So all of a sudden you have these powerful consumers. And so the TV channels are all looking at each other and all the other corporations are looking at each other. They're like, we need another fucking station. We need to sell these motherfuckers some shit now. So they bribed all of the necessary politicians to get the FCC packed with the right people to eventually get, oh, well, we'll add two more channels. Right. But, like, I'm sorry, that's it. That's you, You've gone beyond the pale now. You've allowed greater communication. And that means it becomes less and less in your control. Like, the more uh, wiggle room of uh, narrative that we can play with, the more power we have to direct the narrative it was all downhill from there i'm older than fox television uh but back in the day (laughs) uh, once upon a time decades ago there uh well there was only nbc abc and cbs and then you had like a, a local kind of thing going on depending on where you lived how close you were to a city and then uh, this new network was like, you know, it's being advertised. They're only going to broadcast during prime time, mm. right? So they decided uh, we're a shoestring, you know, budget thing. We're trying to compete. Uh, we ain't got a lot of money, so we're just going to make it count. We're going to broadcast on these independent channels. They they literally just bought time on these independent channels in, in whatever, you know, region they wanted to be broadcast in. 
and uh, broadcast their their bits. And they were the they were the network that was challenging all the uh, the traditional values, right? They were broadcasting uh, Tracy Ullman's show, right? Uh, they were broadcasting Star Trek: uh, The Next Generation first season, right? That was on this new network, Fox, right? And I argue that that particular television show made them a network. That was their their thing. That was their one cash cow they rode all the way to the bank um, for a while. But the point is, is that I saw this network come out, advertise specifically to sort of break convention, uh, to, you know, sort of be pointed at the youth of the time uh, with things that, like, would piss off their parents, kind of, right? You know, they do. Married with Children was one of these shows that came out of Fox and just sort of pissed off, you know, your parents. And some of your parents were cool and enjoyed it and watched it with you, and other parents weren't cool and, like, no, you must not watch that. That is evil kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, once you start down that path, it's a self-reinforcing path. Okay, great. All of this corrupt corporate advertising that was controlling the population fueled a bunch more consumption. Yay! Which yeah. means that they want more channels to advertise on. But that was the last... Like, you've created competition for attention, and as soon as you don't have, like, a monomaniacal control of everyone's attention, game's up. It's just a matter of time. I kind of feel like um, the, the Fox TV network is the... Uh, the guns and roses of broadcasting, mm-hmm. right? Of network broadcasting. I say that because, like, I don't remember the last time a kick-ass rock band, bunch of young kids, came out of nowhere with just straight, straight ahead rock and roll, and you know, uh, drinking too much and doing drugs and whatever. You know what I mean? The classic rock band uh, tale. Mm-hmm. Right? There hasn't been one really, I think, since Guns and Roses. Maybe you know, maybe I'm wrong, but like that's the last one I remember. Mm. And their album just sort of came out of fucking nowhere. Like, I had it a year before anybody else heard about it because I was tape trading. Right? Or, you know, this is the early version of downloading for our younger listeners. <laughs> tape trading. That's right. Physical media. Mm-hmm. I talk about it now, and it feels so like USSR from when I was growing up, right? Because, like, uh, if you could find these people and you had excess denim... Right, stuff you grew out of, or right, so that was still in good shape. It didn't matter. Like denim still looks good used, right? You know, as long as it was in reasonable shape. Supposedly, you could find this black market of denim dealers who would take your denim and pay you high price for them because they would take them over to Russia and sell them where denim was not allowed. Hmm. Right, and so like they legislated denim. Yeah. Right, like. <laughs> I remember that. And so supposedly there's this black market where you could sell your denim for you know big price because it was outlawed. And so the black market made it possible uh, for you to get paid back. But like there was this seedy underworld that you had to get into well before the Internet in order to make that happen. And uh, so, you know, well, what is the biggest mafia want a piece of? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Everything. And how uh, what order are they going to pick? Well, the most profitable. The biggest profit that they can snack is what they're going to focus on. And if that's denim, then it's denim. And, I mean, it's the same creation of a black market uh, with drugs can be created with denim. Now, the question is, can you get your your, uh, spies and their black budgets in between the denim and the place that it's coming from? 
so that you can get a nice black budget to do all sorts of none of your goddamn business. You know, ruling the world. Like you do. It is none of their business. Uh, I remember... Uh, business I, of any human being. Well, no, I remember kids growing up, too, like, you know, if I ruled the world, I'd... Right? Insert you know, some societal change here. Right? Uh, they were plenty, sometimes creative, sometimes heinous. Right? Uh, I'm not going to repeat some of them. Uh, because, you know, kids say shit, right? Kids should be free to say shit without, mm-hmm. like, you know, as long as nobody else heard it, like, whatever, man, you know? People should be allowed to say that kind of stuff. That's why we're here, right? Uh, and we should probably uh, amble. We should. I think. It's a perfect introduction. Shit, Shit piss, piss, fuck, fuck cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, motherfucker and, and tits. tits. That's right. There it is. <sighs> Ambled. Oh, that one felt good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a like a relieving belch. It of. is. Yes. I can't believe that, like, uh, people have to self-censor, right? And, like, it, and people are like, oh, it's courtesy. It's courtesy for you to not just be saying fuck, fucking, fuckity, fuck, 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 wherever you go, which is kind of what I do, sadly. <laughs> not everywhere I go. Like, I mean, I have, I have a, you know, I probably have it you under control. You engaged my lizard brain. Yeah. It scared me. You're not allowed to scare me when we're talking. I, I have it under control. How dare you? Far more than, like, I let on on this program. But, like, this is just me going, it's dumb. It's dumb that I have to, like, self-censor wherever the fuck I go. That I can't just throw out some fuckity fuck fucks wherever the fuck I want to. You know what? If we are in a serene circumstance, sometimes... Cursing is inappropriate. Sure. We're not in a serene fucking circumstance. No. We are in a goddamn emergency. Like, we are at a, a, a choice moment. Like, there's this revolution that we call the revolution. And every time we come back to a choice of like, okay, well, at some point we get tired of pretending that uh, these incompetent fucks are capable of what they're claiming power over yeah now at that point we get to i mean at some point be wise enough to eliminate the position that caused this revolution because if you create a a a seat of power then it will attract those and eventually select for those who prioritize power yeah i think um the only thing that I can do in regards to that is continue to point out uh, where the violence comes in uh, in that interaction. Yeah. If you prioritize power, you're not prioritizing peace. Right. You're not prioritizing civilization. So eventually you end up with a power monger in a seat of power because right. there's a seat of power. Right. And as long as you create a seat of uh, unaccountability then it will attract those who are worst at being unaccountable. Right. All, all people need to do is just sort of come together and go, we agree that that's the way things are going to be right now. And then do that. Yeah. Right. These things rarely happen. I say this all the time about um, uh, uh, police who think that, like, oh, we've been unfairly targeted. Our reputation has been tarnished by the the media, you know, been you know, slandering us, et cetera, and so on. And it's like, well, you can control that. <laughs> <laughs> right? You want to clean up your reputation, all you got to do is stop enforcing victimless crimes. 
right? Yeah. That's it. You have discretion. You all get together in, in your little network and just be like, hey, guys, we need to clean up our reputation. Let's all just stop enforcing victimless uh, offenses. And uh, we're going to agree to do like. Imagine yeah, lo and it, behold, when you don't scare the shit out of your serfs all the time, you get a more effective uh, plantation. Imagine like a uh, a strike out of principle, right? Like there are a whole bunch of people that work for governments, right? But if they realize where the violence is in their interaction by being employed, you know, at a government agency and collecting a paycheck via taxation, uh, ultimately is where they're, or you know, money printing, depending on how you look at it, uh, but you know, collecting your money from that organization. Like if you realize that you see the violence in that, then you got to get together with other people in your business who feel the same way and, and build that network out so that you can act together. Uh, because I like like-minded people will be easier to trade with. Right. And, and by like-minded, I say like freedom oriented people, right. People who take Liberty, uh, first well, or seriously as you know something that they want in their lives we have to value the same things in order to trade right and i you know i love that you know i can do all of the things that i can do today i didn't really i i was politically blind for most of my life and then when i woke up i'm like what the fuck you motherfuckers right and then you know, I ended up here and now I do this because I couldn't envision a world where I would be okay with myself if I didn't. Mm. Right. I was like, I have to do this. I have to go and shout from the rooftops, if you will. Yeah. You know, uh, I was just like, I, I can't feel good about myself if I don't go, if I don't try. I feel like I kind of, I don't know, whatever this uh, brotherly love or something. I don't know. I was just like, Oh my God, I got to tell the rest of humanity. Right. Town crier, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm. The British are gone. I don't, you know, whatever. I was just like, oh my God, I've discovered a thing and now I must tell everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, so I set forth to do that, kind of. And here I am. You know, I didn't set forth to come here specifically and do this. I was just like, I got to tell people. Started a, you know, podcast of my own, et cetera, and so on. But like, holy crap, we still need more. We need more people. If you're listening and you, you know, like I've thought about starting a podcast or free to what you do it. Fucking yeah. do it, man. Please. There's not enough media, right? There is a bunch and it's really good, but like there's not enough. Mm-hmm. We need way more. We need to 10 X the amount of, uh, principled freedom oriented media that exist. Absolutely. Yeah. And the market is going to increasingly, uh, and probably exponentially, uh, reward creative behavior. Like, at the expense of everything that isn't creative. So, like, figure out the creative that you're good at. Because everyone has some creative thing that they can be good at. That's true. And the other thing that illustrates is that, um, you know, there's folks who, you know, cry about uh, the word equality. And, uh, I mean, I have a tough time with that and applying it to human beings because I don't find... Any human being equal to any other human being. Yeah. <laughs> I did just, there's too many variables, right? Mm. Like there's billions of differences between each individual human being. We're literally the most complicated things in the universe. And so like, I, I can't imagine, you know, anyone being equal in anything. And then I would also posit 
that, you know, I might not even be the same me from day to day, right? Mm-hmm. Or week to week or year to year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the who that I was at, you know, 20 years ago versus today are completely different people. Mm-hmm. I act and think differently mm-hmm. than I did then in many ways. You know, some I'm sure are recognizable, right? But like people change over the course of time as well. So I find these things relevant when when doing this, when when doing media, when hmm. talking into these microphones to people uh, regarding freedom hmm. and peace, right? Like really, like uh, the nap is where I'm at, right? I believe hmm. that all interactions should be voluntary and violence is only acceptable in self-defense. Right well, now, that means something to me that it you know means different things to different people. But like, I think that's a good place to start. Uh, as good a place as any. And if if everybody could just be like, well, let's start there. Well, like I think if, we would see a huge societal shift. I've discussed the people that prioritize power. Yeah. And if you prioritize choice, right, then that's where you get right. And. Everything about the universe seems very clearly pointing toward, like, the purpose of uh, humans' existence is at least involved in, if not completely, fundamentally, about choice. What will you choose? Yep. And, uh, like, for me, expanding the amount of choice is always the winning move. Right. Right. Because we are so, like, even though we kind of look, you know, we have eyes and ears, you know, people kind of, you can tell who a person is. Like, outside of that, there's billions of differences between each one of us. That means that we have billions of different preferences and needs, right? So there's no one system of fucking anything that can ever compensate for all of us, right? right? So you have to build your own. And the only logical place for that to end up is that everybody is president of themselves. Captain of themselves. That's the only logical place that I can think to put that. Yeah. Once, if everybody just adopted that, like, oh, I'm I'm my own nation now, and I, you know, I make my own laws. Shit, I don't know anything about laws. What am I going to do? You're going to be like, hey, AI, is there a subscription I can buy to, like, cover me, like, insurance or something? Yeah, or Google or whatever. It's going to be like, sure, here's some websites that do this thing. And then, boom. The market will take over and provide the services. Yeah. I mean, that's an oversimplification, but that's essentially how it would work. Yeah. It's whatever we feed, you know? Yeah. If as, as we shift the, the greatest profit toward those services competing with each other cooperatively, like none of this beating the shit out of each other because right. you're yeah. in the same game. Like, grow the shit up. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I was reminded that I haven't been using this word enough, and so I will use this word more because I like it that much. Murderment. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, taxation is theft is is nice, you know what I mean? But I think calling the organization uh, what it outputs the most <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is the most appropriate, right? If we say, uh, you know, uh, the public goods are government goods. Well, then, you know, government is not that. It is murderment. It mm. is uh, everything that it does at the end of the day, somewhere down the line, is the threat of murder. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and if you look at the uh, education and media systems, 
their primary output is fear. Yes. Because by making you afraid, they can simplify you down into something that is cattle-like. Yes. And can be uh, manipulated. People always make shitty decisions when they're overwhelmed by an emotion. And fear is the easiest one for a, uh, a monopoly on death and theft and threat yeah. to get their hands on. So they use fear. So much of it, too. So man. if you just quit eating the fear porn, you will quit being afraid. I mean, it really is that simple. Like, as we uh, shift our focus away from the broadcast that is very clearly founded on on murdering human beings. Yep. Murderment. Yeah, as we shift our focus away from that, we bring all of the power to its opposite. And that, I think, is the the true, uh, I mean, it's beyond revolution in money. Like, uh, that's the, the real change, is it shifts from being generated by death to being generated by agreement. All right, so just in my head just now, I just invented these little, like, you remember the York peppermint patties? It's like chocolate and, you know, mint, right? Mint covered with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a, an act of activism, make something like that, but they're called murder mints. <laughs> and then, you know, send one to everyone, uh, you know, in, you know, some sort of an office, right? Be like, uh, all that killing got you down, little halitosis, have a murder mint, right? You know, uh, you know, cause I mean, that's got to give them bad breath, right? Mm. All that, all that hate and vile and, you know, give the command and, you know, all of that. Taking out other people, you know, that's it's got to take a toll. Right. Right. I don't know. Murderment. No, I like it. That That's what you should do with a, uh, a government uh, directory. Like, okay, I, I have a list of all of your names. I will send you a little Andy's chocolate, and it will have the joke of exactly what you're doing. And maybe you'll laugh and change your ways. If you just look at the body count. And maybe you'll ignore like, the, the uh, print completely and just have an Andy's mint. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I would never advocate for, you know, sending things via the U.S. Post Office, mm. <laughs> much less sending mints to, like, you know, uh, your representatives. Uh, however, uh, like, it would be relatively easy to do something like that. Uh, but I, I just, I felt like there needed to be a stronger a stronger word well, for, for the organization. And I think and murder that's, well, meant, uh, and, and, and meant, that's the thing. Like, meant, right? The way that we end up out of that narrative, it, there's there's always a shake-up. And laughter is one of the ways of shaking people up. That's true. So if you can tell a joke good enough, they might just be able to shake off all that stupid old shit. Yeah, comedians, it seems, are uh, at least so far. I don't know, man. Uh, they shut them down during COVID. They shut art down. Yeah. I haven't forgotten that. Like, there was no art. There were no <laughs> concerts. There was no... I mean, we did go and see... Um, what was his name? Jim Brewer, man. Funny mm. dude. Uh, he played... Uh, it was an outdoor, drive-in style stand-up comedy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we had... We were... It was like cattle, dude. 
we were being herded into our little stalls. You had one car and then like enough room next to it for everybody to like not be in the car. So hopefully you brought like lawn chairs. But that was all like sort of roped in in its own little cattle wrangling area. You had to like stay inside your area and they had security walking up and down. It was so fucking awful, dude. Mm-hmm. Jim Brewer was funny. He was hilarious, man. And he incorporated humor into the events of that night saying like, can you believe we're nice. here doing this tonight? Look around <laughs> you. Take this in for a minute because this has never fucking happened before, right? You know, kind of a thing. Uh, I don't know if he went into that great of detail on it, but like he meant, you know, he integrated the situation uh, with his comedy, right? And sort of like, you know, got the you know the crowd to be like, okay, right, you see what's going on. And he's totally allowed because he was one of the first ones to do it. Yeah, like one of the first comedians to get back on the stage during that shit. Like, oh, man. Well, he was already well, doing gigs, and he just didn't want to cancel any of them, so he figured well, out another way. And, of way. course, we don't have any fucking comedians. We lost all of our journalists. Yeah. Like, there were actual journalists, and they, they're gone. Like, yeah. poof. Now they're all enemies of the state. Yeah. Yeah. So then all of our comedians had to step in for journalists. I'm looking at you, Wikipedia That's not their founder. fucking job. And when they're stepping in for as journalists, they don't have the fucking energy to step back on the stage during that shit. Still pussy on their part, though. Yeah. Pusillanimous nonsense. Journalism does exist to an extent, but it is certainly not uh, filled with principled people. <laughs> it's filled with employees like everything else. Yeah. And yeah. they're just, yeah, it's, it's the conditioning. Like, uh, people can take a look. The information exists. You can go find out. Right, it doesn't have to be the way that it is. You can start making a difference now. Mm-hmm. You can start taking steps in your daily life to just even casually check out of the U.S. dollar into you know small amounts, even of like uh, you know pieces of silver, mm. uh, you know something alternative currency, right? Something like that, um, and or cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be a lot, but just. Start contributing something. Yeah. You know, just casually check out of the dollar. Yeah. Just in case. In case we're right again. Well, (laughs) and fucking look at what is happening. Okay, so here are the facts. Russia and China bought an absolute shit ton of gold. And so far, they're not making a new currency. Huh. Yeah, and uh, yeah. there just so happens to be a frightening little correlation between the shit that is backing the new, uh, like, overnight rate, uh, yeah. when they switched from the London rate to the uh, American rate, uh, the secured overnight funding rate. Uh, the security seems to have a stupid level of correlation with Bitcoin prices. Yeah. Um, so the, the fucking powers that be are looking for the door, too. So if you, like, already know where it is, then everyone just gets to shift. Where are um, student loans and commercial real estate at in there? Uh, well, so that's the thing. decline. What is the ultimate price of Bitcoin? Well, it's it's not a real question because what's the ultimate price of the dollar? Right, right now, Bitcoin the ultimate value price of the, the dollar is the at... same as the Zimbabwe dollar. Right. It's the same. You could look at it the opposite way. You could say... What does Bitcoin value the dollar at right now? <laughs> right. The the ultimate fate of a fiat currency is zero. Right. That's just what they do. 
That's why they make new fiat currencies and have big fucking wars to say how important their new fiat currency is. Yeah. Right. Or you can just skip all of that and, you know, use the, the ones that are forced by reality to follow the rules. You, you simply cannot conjure silver. Right. You simply cannot conjure gold. I mean, yeah, they're useful. What the fuck ever. That actually kind of sucks because they're way too expensive for most of their uses. But <laughs> well, you can't conjure them. That's why we use them. It's a pain in the dick. So you may as well just do a less pain in the dick. Hey, I can make your life better. And then I'll be happy to give you some of this thing that I got the same way. Making people's lives better. Because I was, you know, pretty good at that. Yeah, it is very interesting that, you know, no matter how you look at it, like every every position uh, that you, you take as an employee, at least, you you believe that you are doing so to, you know, serve some, like your fellow man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what you're doing, you know, you're doing operations, you're doing support, you're doing sales, you know, what part of the business, what's, you know, where's your career, where are your talents, right? Uh, no matter how you look at it, you're just you know, getting paid to help make other people's lives better. Right. Right. And and they're asking for you to do it. They're calling you. They're like, hey, we need a person that's good at this. Can we hire you? They're like, sure. Right. They go find somebody online or whatever, recommend, you know, by their friends or family or their, their own personal networks, whatever it is. Uh, this is how information travels. Mm-hmm. And so the ability for more choice within all of that, mm-hmm. I just, uh, it could mean so much. To, yeah. To to the like decentralization continues to enhance humanity. Right? The the more it gets applied to new and different things, the better humanity becomes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, cryptocurrency is a further effect of the decentralization process. Right. Uh I I look forward to more things becoming more decentralized. Well, I mean, it's because it seems pretty obvious to me that that's the way to go. Yeah. When it comes to humanity, it's it's a discovered technology. We figured out how to tie the laws of physics into the described amount of security. Right. Like, here's how we used this much energy to secure this. Is that good enough for your purposes or not? Yeah. And yeah, our first, like, testing the water steps were going to require so much that it blows the entire banking system out of the water. And then we'll eventually get used to the technology working. Yeah. And go, oh, we can also do this, like, way cheaper. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, cryptocurrency ranks, you know, amongst inventions like the telephone, the television, you know, the telegraph, right, all the telos, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, cryptocurrency, I mean, the, the internet, right? Telecommunications, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, wrapped into that now too because anything that used to be analog is now digital. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's the second time I've done it. Hmm. Lost my train of thought. Chug it, 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 chug it. I don't want to imitate the Trump train like they do Indeed. on Sundays. Um, the amount, <laughs> the amount of people that like are oblivious to 
really even anything, right? Mm-hmm. They just go about their daily lives. They're freaked out by the news. They're scared shitless in their homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go out and vote, right? Because mm-hmm. they feel it's their civic duty. Right. And, yeah, what else can we do, right? Like, there's so many of them. Oh, my God. They're still the overwhelming, like, population. I There are more people, like, waking up every day, yes. But I, like, is it fast enough, man? I feel like triage, right? You know? Um <laughs> Working through getting to know people. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, no, okay, no, okay. Yes, okay, you're on board, right? Well, as strange as it is, there's a kind of justice to it that those of us who've been waiting for this technology to appear yeah. uh, get our first crack at, like, you know, exploring some of it when it's a pain in the dick to explore it. Like, yeah, it's scary. And you if you send that shit to the wrong address, congratulations, you contributed to the public fund. I've done so many, like, test sends over the over the years, you know. It's like, I, I don't know. What right. am I doing? I better just send, like, a dollar or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, some menial amount. And, uh, and It's then still wait. wise to do so. It is, in most circumstances. Uh, unless you're, you know, participating in commerce, right? Yeah. You know, or I mean, in something that is, you know, systemic, right? If somebody's using a system that you approve of, right? You like their wallet or uh, there's a couple of different POS systems that people use now to accept cryptocurrency at their businesses. So if you've heard of one of them and you trust it, you'll use that one or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only, t- it's, I don't know, it, I can't, it must be what people felt like when they made the first phone call. <laughs> right. Right. Like Bitcoin pizza day. Feels like that to me. Well, and right? uh, I'll, I'll do you one better. This is the telegraph wire, man. And, and literally, it is exactly that. We are going to overlay the voice technology on this structure. Yeah. It is literally the same thing. We are, uh, here's the physical structure, and it is physical in both cases. It, granted, Bitcoin's weirdly physical because it's like an energy reaction all over the planet. But here's the physical structure. And the telegraph wire proved that we could make this physical structure that uh, connected all of these towns and send messages. Well, now we're going to do the most obvious thing and make that message not just letters, but our voices. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same shift. We have this this new skeleton, and we are now putting the flesh of the uh, voice technology on top of it. So that we will just be able to tell the Bitcoins where to go. And, you know, whatever Monero and Dash and all of the, like, the, 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 the technology of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. All, all, through all of the, the new networks that are emerging. The UI is voice activated. Right. The UI of the AI that attaches itself to cryptocurrency yeah. well, is voice activated. It, it's an obvious design because uh, words are values. Like, they're all some kind of positive or negative value. Yeah. Like, honestly, our nervous systems don't even notice shit unless we go, like, either I, I, I think that's a thing and I don't know what it is, or that's definitely a roadblock, or that's definitely a tool. Like, we, we can't even interpret our environment unless we have something to, to provide that structure. Yeah. Right. So all of our words, then are things that we have a positive or negative value to. And this is the communication of value. So, of course, that's going to be the obvious interface. To me, it's the second time that humanity 
has been able to put math uh, to um, a big idea, mm. right? Uh, and the first time, of course, is just music, right? The, the language of music. Somebody invented this thing. Mm. Look, if I draw these pictures in this certain way, it means this and that and the other thing. And here are the quarter notes and the whole notes and the half notes and the staff and, you know, every good boy does fine or whatever, right? You know, you know the, the roots of music. The fact that music is math, mm-hmm. right? But kind of like unbeknownst to most people. To most people, it's, it's moving emotion, right? But it's math. <laughs> well, it's the math that's recognized internally. Yeah. Like when a, a ratio is too complex... It sounds cringy yep. and awful. And when it's like that middle ground where it's not so simple that it's just octaves, the same note over and over, but it's uh, complex enough but not too complex. And you see that that middle ground of harmony. Like it, it just triggers something in you. Like you don't know that you're doing math like that. Right. But that's what you're doing yes you are reacting to a mathematical sequence right and it's just in you yeah it i mean some would say well it's because it has soul i mean okay if that's how you want to describe it that's fine uh you know it takes on a life because a human being uh, expressed it right mm-hmm. and so i just like th- that's why i'm so high on Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, if you will, not necessarily BTC, but I mean, like, I recognize it as an industry. I'm not a maximalist for any coin, really. Um, But I appreciate that here comes math again to help humanity express itself. And I really like that because mankind's been having a hard time of it. Hmm. Right when it comes to uh, financial expressions, yeah. keeping it honest and above board. Right, you know, let's just stop being assholes to each other in that regard. Right, every man just you know earn. Right, you need to get by. You need something. You need to buy something. You need to do something. Earn. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every religious text of any uh, like major volume will tell you weights and measures ought to be good. And people that fuck with that are bad people. People that use uh, different weights and measures for their trade are evil, sinister fuckheads. Don't don't have them in your in your world. The evil, sinister fuckheads that I I don't like are the 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 warlords, the warmongers, the mm. you know uh, these people who continue to drop bombs, continue to say that they represent me when I never agreed to have them represent me uh, explicitly. Uh, or otherwise, uh, there's no evidence that I ever did, and uh, that is why I sit here and I do this. Uh, we're out of time, uh, but I do want to play a little tribute to the aforementioned warmongers. This is uh, a little song from Slayer called War Ensemble. This has been Beard Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Peace. <laughs>